dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. So, welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Nick, it's only been a week this time. Hey, that's not bad. That's a record for us. That, that is pretty good considering it's softball season and half the time I'm not available. Right. Um, we're going to have a great episode tonight, don't you think? Very excited. So hey, excited. Congrats on two years. Hey. I say, nailed it. Cheers. Bucks and Brews glasses. Two so, years doing this. Who would have thought? Yeah. And uh, I say, I'm really excited uh, tonight because we're celebrating two years. Um, I brought out the tried and true number one blue Bud Light because that's that's who I am at heart, right? Just a, a Bud Light. You guy. were drinking so many good things, and now, <laughs> now you're, you're back to that. You were telling the quick story. I uh, I left here last week or the week before, and uh, I went to the store to pick up next week's ep- or episode of beer and uh, got my wife a big bottle of gin and I can't locate that six pack anywhere. Do you know where the gin is? Yeah, it's sitting on the counter. It's not with the the beer though. No. Oh, good. No. It's good a, yeah. leave it at the store. I no, I'm pretty positive I grabbed it. Maybe I'll stop tonight and check. <laughs> so you're but, with your tried and true. I I have yeah. a couple sponsors this week. So I'm drinking my last of my Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout that Mike gave me. And, Got a little bit there for you. Thank you. Uh, when I get done with that, I'm going to Lost Coast peanut butter chocolate milk stout. And then my wife bought this Blake's Hard Cider Peach Party, which is peach and blackberry. She did not like it. So I'm going to figure out tonight whether this is good or not. Mike, what you drinking? I am starting with, I had to stop by the store. So I found it's Austin from Austin, Texas. My, my camera's horrible. Yep. East side, east ciders watermelon cider that sounds delicious is it after that i've drank some of these already in the past like few days but it's chauffeur chauffeur hofer it's a pomegranate heffy weiss and it's actually imported from germany there you go say that 10 times fast is the watermelon good it's good awesome um we're joined by a guest we love guests we do uh, so we're joined by Adam from Real World Side Hustles. I can't say that 10 times fast. Um, Adam, what are you drinking? Hey, guys. Um, so I'm from Utica, New York, and we have a local brewery. Most people might know Saranac. Um, it's a big, it's regional northeast. But this is their, like, Pilsner Utica Club. It's halfway between a Bud Light and a regular Bud. It's not, like, a really heavy beer or anything. All right. We, we love to support local. We do, except for me, who just who supported Swedish. Right. Bud Light's, Bud Light's my second choice. If there's not Utica Club at a restaurant or bar, I'll do Bud Light on draft. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's just meant to be, it, right? It, it really is. So, Nick, why don't you tell... basically drop David and take him as your new Bucks and Bruce partner. That's it. I mean, can you do Screw technology? You, can you do technology? Because I'm out. <laughs> so, um. Let's tell everybody how we found Adam. All right. So David and I play on TikTok way too much, way too often. Um, and uh, I'm going across and I see a, a video of Adams talking about 
you know, a dance floor thing um, and kind of what his business, he'll go into that a little bit more. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden I, I see another one and another one. And so I, I tagged David. And I'm like, David, we have to get this guy on Bucks and Brews. And all of a sudden, boom, Adam's like, hey, friended David friend and David, honestly, the VIP of our whole thing. I just show up to be a pretty face. David yeah. does like all the connections. <laughs> hey, I can be. Right. The, he, he does, he does all of the technology stuff. So then you guys connected and next thing I know, I'm told, Hey, we have a guest and I'm really excited about it. I, I would, I knew you would be so excited for this week when I told you what was up. Yeah. Um, by the way, both of our wives hate the fact that we found Adam's TikTok. <laughs> right. Because the first words out of my wife's mouth was, no, we're not doing a fucking dance floor. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like, but that's such a good idea. And she goes, "Fuck off." Yeah, say, dance floor of the business. Yes, yeah. Well, kind of. So I own a party rental business, and dance floor was one of them. And I tried to convince all my most of my friends from college live in New York City or Tennessee or Nashville or whatever. And I said, "Dudes, you just need this dance floor. It can fit in your trunk. You don't need a warehouse, and you can get this out everywhere." So I was like, "I'm going to make a video about it," and then. uh then TikTok happened. People yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> it's it's really an ingenious idea, though. And honestly, most of Adam's TikToks are, they look simple. I mean, there's a lot of work to them, but it's not anything that a normal person couldn't do if they want to put in the work, right? No. So that that's the reason why I made this TikTok page. So my my main thing is YouTube teaching people the rental business. And then I got on TikTok because everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me look at what TikTok's about. And I saw people talking about side hustles and I hated all of these people. They're talking about some stupid thing online or do this, or they, they just send you to these really chintzy websites. And I was like, these are not real side hustles. These are just people trying to talk about things to get you to view them, like to, to, to watch them. And I'm like, these people are inauthentic and not sharing good information. So I was like, I've been around since 05 learning business and talking to people and, you know, doing research and stuff to all these things. I have some real side hustles that people can do. Let me put this out in the world. Yeah, no, that's, I agree. Like, because I, I get so tired of, Hey, all you have to do is to go to Google images and copy the first five photos that are there. And then Put it over yeah. here to this website and every click gets you a penny. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Like, hey, oh, people will buy coloring pages. Go here and fill out these and put them over here. Yep. And I'm like, man, that's just just stop, right? <laughs> just stop. Yep. Or the, the big one is go to ClickBank and yeah. sign up for an affiliate and you know, affiliate their things, or go go do this and put it on Etsy. And it's just like, oh my God. None of this makes any money. <laughs> right. Like, well, I got to imagine, you know, the fact that your TikTok took off, you probably have a whole lot of people that are offering you their opinion. Yeah. And it's it's not coming from, let's say, an educated <laughs> right. place. Right. So my TikTok actually took off and I didn't know why until someone told me. So my dance floor video, I was brand new to TikTok, basically. And I, there's a button on TikTok to record. I didn't know you could lift your finger up and uh you know pause so i knew i had three minutes and i just went for it i just finished unloading a truck and i'm like i'm gonna do this dance floor video and i'm breathing heavy and so the reason i blew up was because i was i looked like an out of shape dude breathing heavy just talking 
and people commented on it so much, but then that got people in. So. I mean, if they want to see out of shape, breathing heavy, I mean, that's just us all day. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this is the right show for that. (laughs) I had to walk up 20 steps just to get here. (laughs) Did you scrape your knee open? Because I did. Makes it really hard to walk. (laughs) So tell us, I guess, tell us a little bit about your business or businesses. If you, if, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So I graduated college. And I was like, I'm going to start a rental company because uh, my roommate in college worked for a rental company and I would go occasionally work with him. And then over the summer, I worked at one. And that's when I started seeing the invoices. I'm like, this is how much they're making by just putting up a tent. So my last two weeks of college, I cashed in my bonds from my grandma who thought one day it's going to buy a house. But, you know, it bought it was like three hundred dollars worth. So I bought a bunch of used steaks at a place. Then I cashed out. Then I maxed out some credit cards and bought some tents and and then I just kept putting money back in my first year I only had three tents and then over over the next winter I worked 80 hours a week at like gas stations and hotels and stuff so I could buy 10 tables and 100 chairs for the next summer and then I just kept putting it all back in and back in and back in until I one day just woke up and had a lot of money and you just it just kind of happens if you just keep putting it back in and keep working just, just one day you're like whoa I don't got money issues anymore. Right. And then uh, from, from there, uh, you, so you ever meet someone who says like, I own four businesses, but they're like all the same business. Um, <laughs> Within the itself, yeah. Yeah. So like, I try not to say that. So, but I, I technically have three rental businesses, but they all kind of work in tandem. So I've got a restroom trailer business with two other guys. That's luxury restrooms inside a trailer, real toilet, real AC, real sink. And uh, that's me and two other people. Uh, then we've got a kind of catering side where caterers will order dishes and flatware and glassware and stuff, you know, for catering. And that's with a former employee who I thought was a good worker. And I was like, well, I don't want to deal with dishes. If I give him, you know, like a percentage, he's going to clean these things perfectly. And he has, we've never had an issue about, you know, like this is dirty because he takes pride in it. It's part of his, his money. So those businesses all kind of work together. They take orders separate and this and that, but like when a customer calls and says, we need a restroom trailer, we need a tent and we need dishes. They just deal with me. And then I kind of like sub rent from the other companies and, you know, one hand washes the other. We pay each other like they're in just another business. And then we have with the same dudes in the restroom trailer business, we bought, a barn converted into a house. So it's a 12,000 square foot barn converted into a house. And that's our Airbnb. Um, and the dining room seats 50. So we allow 50 people like little weddings in there. And then outside we excavated spots um, to put tents up and then they can get a tent and usually a restroom trailer. And uh, then we charge them an extra $2,000 to have their wedding outside in the tent. Cause we had to put in a parking lot and all that. Okay. And then, I mean, various other things, YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. YouTube, TikTok. Um, now I hear you mentioned Turo. I've used it once now, right? Do you do that with any of your vehicles? I saw, I really would. I would go out and buy a Tesla tomorrow if I could in New York, but New York is the stupidest state for apps and stuff. Like um, I would also do an RV and rent those, but uh, our, you can't get insurance through the RV app in new york and turo 
I could do it, but I got to have some sort of professional license to do it. Hmm. Um, whereas in another state, just anyone can do it. You got to start running your LLC through Wyoming, right? So, they can do anything there? Well, so your LLC is like untouchable basically because mm-hmm. they hide it behind stuff and then you would claim some type of residency there, which is why like when you're in New York and you'll see like a Wyoming plate or whatever it is, or um, it's, they, they paid so much less for tax. They did all this They're You know, these people know the game after a while. You just learn all these stupid right. things. So no, that definitely works for the LLC stuff, but for these apps though, yeah, you're yeah. just, your things, your insurance has to be in that state itself. Yeah. So I would love to do Turo. I think it would be, you know, owning three Teslas and just Turo them out would yeah. be, would be awesome. So I was watching Adam's TikTok yesterday because I'm on TikTok a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I saw one of your TikToks about renting out refrigerators and ovens and stuff. And, you know, you talk about the whole catering thing. And I didn't even know that was a thing that caterers didn't have their own refrigerator and, and ovens and stuff that they brought. Right. No, they, so they don't want to number one, because they're, they're cooks. That's what they do. They make food uh, as best as they can. So they want to show up to a wedding where they're, you know, it's an offsite wedding. The, The wedding venue doesn't have a kitchen. So they want to show up and have their kitchen ready. So we'll set up the tent. We'll put the oven, grill, refrigerator, freezer in there, and we'll get it all ready for them to go. They show up. They cook. Everyone's happy at the wedding. They leave. They don't want to be dealing with that. That you know, at the end of it all, there's like maybe six to a thousand pieces of silverware, flatware, glassware. They don't want to be cleaning those. They don't want to be transporting that oven. Now there are some caterers who have set up a kitchen in a you know trailer. And they'll just show up with that. But even those caterers, they're they're still renting dishes because they don't want to deal with it. You know, people just want to do what they are good at. They don't need to be a logistics company as well. And that makes perfect sense. It's just nothing I ever thought of. Well, and I, I want to go back to the refrigerator thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I could be wrong. You had a company that wants refrigerators and they don't want to buy them. But you you already own six, and now now you own nine. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. So this huge company they're called Wolf Speed. They're making semiconductors for Lucid cars. You know Tesla's rival. They just built this amazing facility, and their commercial refrigerator is not going to be in until September. Um, this is for their own internal cafeteria, and they they wanted to rent them. And I'm like, hey, I I have six, but they're all out every single weekend. And he's like, Oh, we really need them. What can you do? And I'm like. You know, I just called to make sure I could buy them first and I could. And I, I called the guy back and I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but if you want them, I'm charging you cost for them. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I understand. I'm, I just like to be straight up with yep. the people. Like, I'm not trying to rip you off here. I don't necessarily need these. I won't be buying these unless you needed them. And he's like, I understand. So he went to his boss person, came back and said, yeah, so I'm charging them cost for the three refrigerators at the end of August. They're my refrigerators. And I'll be able to get them out. Yeah, and, and then you'll be able to just rent them for pure profit after that. And we are what May, June, July, August. So yeah. three three months. Three months. Three months out, and you've gotten yourself paid off refrigerators. Yeah. And then it's all on TikTok, the comments are like, "Why won't they buy them? Why won't they buy them?" Because they don't. My, fucking... I just like I don't care. I'm not. I don't go into that. I'm not going to ask those questions and then right. have them start thinking about it. Right. Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you buy them yourself if I can get you the supplier? Just throw me ten. No, no, I 
hell, I'd, I'd walk away with three things. I remember having a sales job once and, uh, you know, I'd be sitting there talking about it and I'd be on the phone with a guy and he, he'd be like, did you tell them what the cost is yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, good, don't. Because <laughs> if they know we can sell this for a thousand bucks, you get a hundred dollars. But if they think we can sell it for $1,800, you have $500. Okay. So keep my mouth shut then. Kirby sales right 101. Uh, filled right. Green, but thank you. Well, now yeah, you said that. Now, now I'm going to ask. Because I, I make phone calls all the time to the places that I buy stuff from. Mm-hmm. And we get off the phone and I never ask how much it is. They never tell me how much it is. Um, I just know I need the thing. And it's going to be it's going to be money. And then I get a bill on, you know, a receipt in the mail. I'm like, Oh, that was 500 bucks. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask from now on. Most, most things are negotiable. And like, so I come from a family of Jews. This is going to sound racist. I'm sorry. So I come from a family of Jews. I'm not good at any of that. Yeah. I (laughs) I don't haggle over anything. If somebody tells me this is $20, it's $20. I give that to my wife to haggle over. I'm like, Don, go haggle over this shit. Get it for less. I'm the biggest haggler. I, whenever, like my buddy, my buddy was joking. He's like, I'm flying you down here to New York so you can go negotiate the price of my car because I've watched you work. And I'm just like, it'd be worth the the plane ticket. And we get to hang out. Like, yeah. I mean, I go to New York and I'll see somebody on the street and I'm just like, yep, let's haggle over your knockoff purse. I don't care. Like, let's have fun here. Right. I mean, I haggle over price all the time. So uh, did you get money off of his car? I didn't go down. No, it's hmm. but he, uh, he ended up getting a completely different, he doesn't know what the hell he wants, but he, he, I think he ended up with a plug-in something. I don't know. Well, again, having the business here, Don gets mad at my pricing because I price things what I think people will pay for. Yeah. And she would never pay for that. I would never pay for that. I mean, you've seen what I charge, yeah. right? I, we had a one of those overhead projectors that you used to have in school. It was 80 bucks. Yeah. And Nick tried to talk his friends into buying it. It sold a week later for the $80 I was asking for. And I would never pay that. But I know people will. That's, I, but I, honestly, if somebody came up to me and said, you know, I'd pay 70 for that. I probably would go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not probably. You would. Right then on the spot. Like, you know, I'm... I, I would never pay 50 bucks for a printer. And I was out talking to some friends and I think I was wearing one of your guys' shirts or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you can go there. And uh, what was that Courtney's party? So like for her work yeah. and uh, you can go there and break a printer. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather break glass. And they're like, it's only 40 bucks or what a 50. And I was like, only like, Jesus, you people have money. <laughs> like, wait, 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 40 bucks to break a printer. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's all excited. He's like, I'm coming to Michigan. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it, it really depends on what you're looking for. So we have like one of those office style copiers. Mm-hmm. And the first one we had, I, I charged a hundred bucks. And the second one we had, I charged $120. The one we have downstairs is bigger than both of those. Oh, okay. It's 180 bucks. You get a whole hour. We'll give you some glass. Four of you get to just beat the shit out of it for an hour. All right. Question. Do yes. You- do you put on the music from um, that movie Office Space? Office Space. Office Space that is on the playlist. Printer? Okay. So we have about 150 songs on a playlist. It's mostly metal, hard rock, a little bit of rap, and absolutely the song from Office Space is on there. And, and honestly, a funny thing. So the guy that played Samir, AJ Nadu, my wife paid 60 bucks last year for him to do a cameo. So he does an entire cameo about you should come to break room therapy and break the shit out of stuff. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, um, let me guess. Another song on there has to be Limp Biscuit Break Stuff. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. And there's a little Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Why should I have to change his name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> right. I uh, just want a stapler now. But um, so you, you were you worked for somebody, so you kind of knew the whole how to set up a tent then, right? I knew how to set up the basic tents. I was a low man on the totem pole when I came, worked in the summer. All these kids knew each other from like school. So I was with this like weird old dude and we were just setting up small tents. Um, my friend who I learned, you know, roommates with, he quit the company he was working with because he was running their operation, but they paid him barely anything, didn't give him any benefits, nothing. And so he saw I was making, you know, 30,000 a summer doing small tents. So he left did his own thing and he's like adam you gotta you gotta start doing weddings you need to get a website too this is you know 2006 2007 websites weren't on my mind yellow pages were on my mind then he showed me his books and i'm like okay i'm gonna do weddings and (laughs) and get a website because he came from the world he knew weddings was where it's at um so i didn't know how to do a wedding tent so the two days before i put up my first one i went out to him in rochester and you know put one up and then went back and did mine and uh and and that was it it worked out mm-hmm. so now do you have a do you have a how many employees do you have and are they all full-time are they part-time so we don't do much in the winter um pre-covid i was maybe making two to three thousand you know a week and that's just tables and chairs and i can do that by myself um, so during the winter, I had my office manager who runs everything. Like I, most days, I don't know what's going on in the business. I just get the paperwork. I don't want to be in the office. I'm better out on the road. So, uh, he's full time. And then everyone else is seasonal. I've been fortunate enough to like hire some ex-military people who, I mean, they're making a whole bunch of money from the government per month anyways, because they have a certain mental, you know, they're, they're labeled disabled, sure. um, and, and stuff like that. And they just want some extra money. So, and then a lot of kids are college kids. And I've just been fortunate. Everyone's been really good. So during prime season, we got six full-time road crew guys. uh, And then part-time guys that come in and out as they need to. And then the manager. And then the dish side. Like, I don't even pay attention to the dish side. He's got guys coming in. There's new people in all the time. He's got, like, rotating 15 people. So it's hard to say, like, how many how many people are um, actually yeah actually hired in <laughs> say who needs 12 bucks this week um, yeah basically yeah. now let's say you you do tents and then i guess real quick so can you explain can you explain the money aspect and, and how you upsell right because i don't want to give away your product but right you, you said you did tables and chairs and what else do you offer Right. So, I mean, basic, you think about a graduation party, basic small tents in the backyard for like a barbecue, 4th of July. They're called 20 wides, 20 by 20, 20 by 30, 20 by 40. And then the basic tables, either round or, or rectangle and then chairs. And then you go up from there to 30 wide, which will be either big backyard party or a small wedding, 30 by 40, 30 by 60. And then they're probably going to get white chairs and some lights. And then we have dance floor. And then you get up to the weddings, which is 40 wides, 50 wides, 60 wides, 100 wides. I only go up to 40 wides. I don't want to 
deal with 50s and 60s. Um, and then those are big weddings and they're getting, you know, the full thing. Tent, tables, chairs, fancier ones, lights, dance floors, linens, dishes, restroom trailers. So like just a backyard tent wedding, if you came through me, the most that you're probably going to spend would be 20000 but most weddings are somewhere between five and 10 um, that I'm doing every Wednesday. We set them up Wednesday for Saturday. And then, uh, and then there's, there's just a lot of other things like the catering tent. Catering tent's only a 20 by 20 filled with the kitchen stuff. And that literally takes 20 minutes, but that's like close to $3,000 um, just because it's specialized equipment. And then there's just a lot of table and chair orders. Like one of my best ones is a college where every other week we're at this college dropping off anywhere from 300 to 600 chairs. And it's the easiest thing, just lift gate right into the gym. And then they take care of everything. Um, if you can think of it for a party, we have it. We got games, you know, we've got games that we made like ladder balls, a chintzy kind of game when you buy it from Walmart. So we've made it out of PVC pipe and it's like eight feet tall. And so it's like a giant ladder ball. So it's like way cooler. <laughs> Bowling balls for uh, your things to throw. Yeah, well, I found um, the practice softballs. They look like big golf balls, and then you just spray paint them. I the spray paint chips off, so I only spray painted one set red, and the other set stays green. Sure. Um, and then, so now when you when you go to the college, I seen one video. You you had to uh, zip tie everything together, huh? Yeah, that was a new thing. So. For the last eight years, we've been getting, uh, they call it RFQ, request for quote. Yep. Uh, and the college like that, they, they always go to the lowest. And I know from talking to people that zip tying 1,500 chairs together is going to suck. I haven't done it myself, but I knew it was going to suck. So I priced accordingly. Every single year, they denied me. And because the new, new company would say, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. Next year, new companies like, no, that sucked. We're not doing that. So they, <laughs> they, they ran through everyone. And finally, they went with me. And man, it did suck. Setting up 1,500 chairs is no problem. But the zip tying, you're just like bent over a little bit for 1,500 chairs. Uh, it was like an hour and a half of zip tying. It sucked. Are you putting like one zip tie on? Are you putting like one on each like front and back? So it's like actually like. 30,000 zip ties. So my initial plan eight years ago, I put it in the quote was I was going to zip tie the top and the two feet together on the bottom. Uh, so it would have been three zip ties per chair. Uh, I only did one this time. I didn't put three in the quote because I knew from talking to people, all you need to do is just zip tie near the top together. They just don't want someone to be like, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to sit over here with this chair. Sure. They want it to look all nice for the college graduation. And now it seems to me like some of the numbers I've, I've kind of seen is, is basically you're paid off in like four rents. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but like you're talking about, Hey, I'm buying a table, uh, the, the fill and chill, which I now want one, I don't know, $120 like new. And you're saying you're renting them out for like 30 bucks each. I mean, is that, is that a normal thing where so you're the, paid so, off in like four rentals? So the normal is about 10, whatever okay. you get, you divide it by 10 and that's your approximate price, but then you have to go, to like local competition and see what they're doing and stuff. Sure. Um, I know the fill and chill table you're talking about, it might be the one on Amazon. That one's, I think 120, that one sucks. I bought it and Thanks. horrible. The, the actual real ones are around 250. So, so, so that's, uh, ooh, sorry. <laughs> I guess drinking beer, you're going to burp, right? 
course. happens. Welcome, welcome to Bucks and Brews, baby. <laughs> right. So at 30 bucks, 10 rentals is 300. It's paid for. Some things like lighting, like you get back in the second rental. And then other things I just I tell the people, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm never going to use this. You want this thing, I'll get it for you, but you're paying for it. And then I'm going to own it. So some things you get back in one rental. Sure. And that's, I mean, oh, people like my wife would be that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're never going to use this stupid thing again. Like, I'll just pay for it and he can store it and I'll never have to bother it. Right. Me, I'm like, fuck, let's just throw that thing in the corner, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'll, I might use it one other time and then I've got it for half price. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, um, this is the reason why my wife and your wife hate us. That's a fact. <laughs> do, you, do you have giant Jenga? No, because it's not giant enough for me. Like, if it's going to be giant Jenga, it's got to be freaking eight feet tall. Yeah. Um. So you want people jumping on trampolines to get to the top area? Yeah, basically. I like, totally get this. They sell giant Jenga, but it's what I don't. It's it's not big enough. It's right. not giant. I think it's like three, three and a half feet, maybe. Yeah. So if I were to it's make it, it doesn't. It isn't scale. It's no. Just say that. If I were to make it, it would have to be a hollow form so that if a log fell on a kid, it's not going to kill him. Right. I can just see you doing four by four uh, or six by sixes. ladder ball, did they get the things down if they're like on the top ladder? Well, I mean, like it's a not, little side ladder they climb on. It's on a string, so it's hanging down. You can just reach up and grab it. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's great. Um, and then where do people, if they wanted to get started, where would people start with this company? So the most common things is just a backyard party, 20 by 20, six tables, 50 chairs. You can get that out every single weekend. And then you just keep getting similar sizes from there and keep adding things. And it's expensive to add another tent and all the tables and chairs. So you can add games, you can add cocktail tables, you can add sides to the tent. You can add lights. Um, and then your job that was 400 now is maybe 600 with stuff that doesn't take up that much room in your vehicle. And then, then you're like, okay, now I'm making a bunch of money. And then you get more tents and more tents. And then you just keep an eye out and keep a track, keep, keep a piece of paper on your wall. Someone called you for a 40 by 40. The 10 people call you for it. Once 10 people call you for it, then you're like, oh, if I buy it, it's going to get paid for and I'm going to make money on it. Um, but if you have no money and you want to start renting stuff, you know, those wire spools that like, you know, the, the electric companies, yeah. you know, the, the wooden spools, people use them for tables sometimes. Yep. Yep. We have three. Yeah. So a lot of times you can find those for free. People are renting those out for $45 a pop. All they're doing is buying some burlap from like Hobby Lobby and putting maybe some Christmas lights under it and then renting it to some, someone's wedding for a cupcake table or a gift table. And all they had to do was spend 10 bucks in materials and they got the thing for free. David, wasn't that basically the tables you were using? Those were the tables we used at the original break room therapy. Yes. Before we moved. Um, Is there like with similar, like other purchases, like these like big tents, is there like, you know, what are you getting toward like end of season? Can you get better deals on like purchasing next year? Kind of. Um, so every year there's a American Rentals Association Expo and they run discounts during then about 20%. But any other time of the year, you're paying full price. In the summertime, you're actually paying more because there's so much demand for it. 
I just think of like for me, like you know, I different tents of because it's camping tents for scouts and stuff. But I know like you know, late fall, you know, early winter, certain ones go on sale a little bit, like especially like your summer type tents. What you want to do is you want to go to auctions and get them for pennies on the dollar because you don't need a brand new white tent for you know a uh, boy scout kind of event or whatever well, no no i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about the tents and stuff that if i, if I can right right i own like three of them right probably gonna own like two more within the next year because i like having a lot of tents okay i i think i own three or four that i like, don't use me with softball bats <laughs> um so adam said something a minute ago that that cued me into something because you know having the business here We've had a lot of people inquire, hey, how do I do this? You know, will you help? And and Dawn's always like, Yeah, I will. And if you know, I'll I'm happy to have an hour-long conversation with you. But after that, if you want my help, you know, you're you're gonna have to pay for it. So does anybody ever get a hold of you, Adam, and go, Hey, can I pay you a fee for you to help walk me through this? Yeah. So when I started the YouTube, I was answering every comment. But as it got bigger, it's like, I can't, I just can't do this. I need some way. And I, I feel very ashamed and bashful about getting paid to talk to people because I don't know. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I just mm-hmm. don't like it that much because I already, I already make a lot of money. So, but there, I, I had to funnel it down. I had to shrink it. So I made a Patreon where people can, I kept it reasonable. There's like three bucks where you're just saying like, hey, I like you. Like you used to buy someone's CD because you like them. Yep. Um, you're not expecting anything from me. You're just saying, I like you, keep doing what you're doing. 12 bucks, we can text through the app. And 50 bucks a month, you got my phone number, you can call me. And uh, I've had people on it for the past three years and I maybe talk to them twice a year. And they're just like, I keep it because I call you when there's an emergency and I like having it. And then you tell me, what to do um and then some some lady bought her husband my time for 300 bucks for his birthday um and everyone tells me i could charge more but just, i'm not comfortable with it in the exact same way because you know in real estate everybody tells you hey go find them go find a mentor and the way you yep. find it is bring him to coffee or bring him to a drink or 90 yep. percent of the time i found myself like hey I'll, I'll meet up with you tab comes and i'm like Hey man, I'm already making money. You're just getting started. Let me pick up the tab. Right. And like after like, I don't even know how many it would be just a crap ton of people and watching them not actually take my advice and go do it. Mm -hmm. Like I finally was getting frustrated. And so I was like, you know what? I am worth this $12 in beers that you're going to buy me. Right. Right. I will take that. (laughs) So, you know, and it's not much, right. I'm not, I'm not out here selling programs. I'm not selling anything. And I tell people like you have my number. You're always more than welcome to call me, but understand that if you want my time, you have to like officially buy my time and you will get everything about it. Right. Right. Um, but now the Christmas just buying the 99 pack of uh, PBR. PBR, or do y'all have them for like the entire year? Hey, yeah. I still have some of that PBR. Um, it's in the basement. I forget about it. Right. Um, so you had mentioned, you'd mentioned that you started out kind of by yourself, a 20 by 20. Can you put a 20 by 20 up by yourself? Yeah. So easy. You can put up to a 20 by 40 up by yourself. It just takes a lot of time. Cause you like walk back and forth to unfold things and whatnot. But yeah, so someone could get a 20 by 20. They could get three 20 by twenties and do those all on a Friday afternoon sure. for a, for a Saturday and take them all down Sunday. And you got an extra 
thousand to two thousand dollars in your pocket, depending on your area, how much sure. you can charge. I mean, now I say because it seems like chairs would be the way to start out, I guess, because they go with everything. And then you said colleges rent them. And I know, like, for my grandparents, when we had Thanksgiving, they would always just go get a few tables and a crap ton of chairs because we had a family of 50 in a 300 square foot house, not a 12,000 barn living house. <laughs> and we always made it work, but right. Um, dollar a chair type thing. Um, well, I remember my, my graduation party, we rented a tent. Yep. It was not a 20 by 20. It was probably 10 by 10 and a oh, crap ton of chairs. Yeah. And I don't think anybody used the chairs. <laughs> so everybody's right. Yeah, and I did so, right, like my hundredth sandwich. True. There's a lot of companies that start with those like garage port kind of tents that are like 10 by 20, 10 by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they suck. They take forever to put up. Um, but they're cheap. Someone sees it and it's like, oh, this is 200 bucks and I can rent this out. And they eventually, if they're gonna stick around, they eventually get to the tents that I have. But that, yeah, so that's kind of my next question is um when starting this, should you because we talked about the the fill and chill, you said the 120 just sucks. Should you just start with higher quality things? I'm always conflicted on this. I feel like you should, because if you're going to start a business, you're thinking longevity. You're not thinking I'm going to do this for two years and be done. So the thing with the higher quality things, like there's tables made here in America that can last 40, 50 years, as long as you sand them occasionally and restain them. Now, if you buy a Chinese table, that's just got a very, very thin laminate on it. As soon as it gets wet, it's done. And yeah. you can't sand it. The wood under there is just not going to be sandable and stainable. Um, but it was $50 cheaper. So I say buy better. Um, but I do tell some people who are just trying to get their feet wet, like, just go buy plastic stuff, plastic tables. Go ahead and buy that garage port tent. Just, like, see if you like being out there and... If you do and you, you know, cause it is a lot of work. If, if you do then start getting the better stuff because, cause you want a chair that lasts, you want a table that lasts 50 years, not three years, even, even though in the short term, it seems cheaper. Yeah. Have you thought about, I mean, throwing like an epoxy on top of your tables to, to see. Oh, I have awesome? recently. Okay. I have recently. So my Chinese tables uh, that I bought, I, I had to buy them. I needed 40 tables like immediately. So I drove down to New Jersey and picked them up. Um, their corners get all smashed up so I cut out all the layers of sh- shitty Chinese wood and uh, I'm not saying Chinese people you know Chinese manufacturing <laughs> Chinese, yeah all yeah, right um, and and I put resin in it and filled those corners back in with like green or blue resin it looks pretty cool sure and uh, a few of the tables were so bad um, that I did put resin over the entire bit sure so good idea and uh yeah i say i just i don't know i always think so one thing i'm i'm a slow learner which sounds you know are you sure no i don't know um i tell you like my my mentor in real estate so i had a mentor who owned quite a few properties and um you know he started selling me some stuff getting into it and then you know now he's out of his stuff so last year he ended up or two years ago he sold me uh, my first ever snowblower, <laughs> which <laughs> holy shit, a snowblower is way better than a shovel. Okay. You think, <laughs> but I didn't want to spend the money because I'm sitting here going, all right, 300 bucks for a snowblower or I have a $12 shovel and I probably got the shovel free. Like, I'm just going to go do it. Um, a snowblower. Holy, just how much time. faster can you go with a snowblower? So, much, shovel? so much. Well, and, right. and honestly, I'm the kind of person where it's, if it's my house, 
I'm just out there every hour. Like yeah. I just shovel the driveway. So, and I'll wake up in the middle of the night. So I don't have to like shovel heavy stuff. It, it's not a big deal. Now I just like let it build up because I'm like, just fucking throws it. I'm like, this is the greatest invention of mankind. Right. Um, oh, air conditioning. Today I felt like a man, right? Because now the next year he sold me a, a backpack leaf blower, which yeah. I've, I've used a, an electric one, which is sure. But like, if you ever have a gas powered backpack leaf blower, holy shit balls, this thing is amazing. And uh, that's so ironic. I was so yesterday I was using my battery one. Yeah. And I was recalling a conversation where my friend works for a landscaper and he's like talking about the gas blower one. And I'm like, I'm just thinking like, how much is, how much would it be better? It's probably gotta be so much better. Like, I, I tell you, I've, I've mowed over. So I have a pine tree and it drops pine cones. And I've mowed over these pine cones and these things were so embedded into my ground. I'm blowing and it's just like popping these things up on the ground. I was like, holy shit. I just like cleaned my yard in like minutes. Um, and then, you know, I, I now have, a still weed whacker which uh i got twisted twine for it right so like it lasts longer i have a gas powered edger versus all this crap like i used to use a shovel to edge and now i'm sitting here going holy shit my time has been cut by like a tenth or like one tenth of my time is being used and i'm done and it's just so much sort of have a higher end tool and spend that kind of money i'm just like this is amazing on my life so what you're saying is it took you 34 years to feel like a man that's a fact Right. I feel like a man before it, but you know, I mean, like when I look at, so I have a, I mean, I have a, what, a 10 by 10 little pop-up canopy tent, right? Yeah. And it's, I've had it for a few years and it's sun fading and stuff, but um, you know, now it's like, man, if I got one and I, I do, I see the, the Chinese tents that you're talking about with like the half inch legs, right. That are made yeah. really shitty metal. Um, and but I've been under a, like a 30 by 40 or whatever the heck you call, but like really thick, you know, uh, canvas on top. So like, it's not going to get weathered as crazy easy. It's not going to break the legs. Um, and so part of me is like, all right, next time I buy a 10 by 10, I'm just gonna buy a real nice one. So that way I don't ever have to buy another one again. Yeah. So this 10 by 10 pop-up thing is like a big, crazy thing in the rental industry. Like uh, legitimate companies don't own them and littler companies did. And I was always anti 10 by 10s, but I'm seeing all these people have them and they're always going out. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a 10 by 10, but I'm not going to go to Walmart and buy one. So my 10 by 10 was $800. It's a pop-up. I paid 30. But, but they're, they're thick legs. It's like, sure. it's, a, it's a commercial pop-up tent. And now I don't feel bad about it. Like, and I don't feel bad charging these people what I'm charging them for it because this is a commercial pop-up. This sure. is not going to fall in the rain. This is not going to break. The corner is not going to break and I'm going to have to like, just throw it away. Right. Um, and so oh go ahead. no that's great like i mean mine mine i went this is how smart and cheap i am but i went to the dollar store and bought one one gallon water bottles you know so that way i use those as weights because i'm right. like worst case scenario i just drink the water and i can right. refill it like so i have those holding it down and stuff but yeah um to get the quality aspect i really in my head it's just it seems smarter it's a lot more money up front but why not have it last forever? Well, yeah. your option is as a source of income. I mean, if you're going to use it for popping up, you know, your backyard and have a little bit of shade when you're sitting by your pool or whatever. Yeah, yeah get the $30 dollar situation. One. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at it and it's like, okay, how often do you use it? Well, I use it once a summer. Again, $30 one is great. Yeah. I use it every weekend. Fuck, get the $800 one. It's, it's, it's going to last you. Yeah. So um, 
there's so you talking about saving your time and now you're spending a tenth of time on that that's a bit that's a big thing in the rental industry too so a lot of people in the beginning don't want to get the efficiency tools because a jackhammer is forty five hundred dollars a hydraulic stake puller is forty five hundred a cart is five thousand you know you may think you want to you know get more tents and stuff and make more money but like i just happened to sign up for a newsletter like my first year and the first newsletter i got was like you can either buy more stuff to rent out and work longer hours and make more money but not necessarily more profit or you can buy efficiency tools anything to make your efficiency go faster and you will make the same money but you'll be working less hours and having more profit what sounds better to you i'm like the second one sounds better to me Right. So I immediately started buying everything I could to make my job go faster. Yeah. Well, and, and you got smart by doing that, right? Like, I, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> it sounds bad. I, I still, I still have a hand auger for a lot of things that I do, right? 25 foot. If I can't get it, I just hire somebody else. But I, there's still part of me that wants the, you know, the heavy duty 250 foot like line and stuff. And I'm like, oh, the, the whole drum, right? And I'm like, oh, I should go buy it. But do I go buy the Harbor Freight one? that comes with a little warranty or do I go buy the, you know, $800 one or the $1,500? And I was like, but I only use it once in a blue moon, but now I'm getting more places and I'm using it more often. Oh, it's just- I was going to say like, how, how many houses do you personally have right now? Or how many units do you have? Uh, I say I'm just shy of 40. 40. So, I mean, I mean, that's a lot. That, that's, that's, that could be a clogged toilet once, once a week. Could be. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I manage, I don't know, 450 or so. So speaking of that, I went out, you know, one time I had to have somebody come out and snake the drain. Yeah. And I went, fuck that. I I went and bought one. Yeah. I probably spent 150 bucks on it or whatever. I own a snake. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I had somebody come out and they charged me a hundred bucks to come out. And, you know, if I use this twice, it paid for itself. Yeah. So, Okay say right. if it's i mean the problem is is i i look at a snake because i mean normally i get the one with the drill or whatever and it's, i just call them throwaways right you use it once it's going to kink on you and it's gone so um i pay 15 bucks from harbor freight <laughs> and when i break one i go to harbor freight and get a new one right and, um, harbor freight's not bad for some things i so <laughs> we talk about my harbor freight story i think we talked about it in an episode um harbor freight has a warranty on all of their hand tools so if you break it you bring it in so i was I was poor, <laughs> poorer than poor back then. Um, but I had a, uh, a torque wrench. And so I was using that to take my lug nuts off and I would constantly strip the head of it. Right. And so I'd bring it in and replace it. And by the seventh time, they're like, what are you doing? I'm taking my lug nuts off. They're like, you need a breaker bar. And I was like, I can't afford the 12 bucks. And so the seventh time I walk in, the, the manager just goes here, just take the fucking thing. Here's the breaker <laughs> bar. It's yours. Like stop coming in here and replacing the tool. And I was like, all right, I got a breaker bar. <laughs> It was like, nice. now I get my lug nut off, right? And I was like, I bought the one tool. I can't afford two, right? I'm just going to say this now. You and I are so fucking cheap. <laughs> That's true. But How much did you spend seven times you placed that pool where you could have paid? No, I was in the parking lot. Yeah, but, like, but here's the question. How much did the tool originally cost? The the breaker bar? Like no, 12, the other one. Uh, like 12 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And you replaced it seven times. Yeah. So <laughs> you more than got your money. Yeah, for sure. 
and I still have that one. So my 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 torque wrench is doing just fine. So, um, do you rent out tools or anything? No, I never really want to get into that because it's like a whole separate business, and you need someone to fix some of the stuff. And I I personally don't know how to fix things like like that. <clears throat> um, there's one thing I, I like to throw in every podcast, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it in, guys. Throw it in. All right, so. You got to know what business you're in, whatever business you're in, you may think you're in something like people would say I'm in the party business, but I, I'm not, I have nothing to do with the party. I'm not there at the party days before days after. So some really experienced guy said, yeah, we're not in the party business. We're in the material handling and logistics business. All we do is get stuff from the warehouse to the truck, truck to site, and then reverse. So once I realized that, I, I kind of already did. So that's why I invested heavily on efficiency tools. But then I even doubled down on it. And I'm like, all I need to do is just figure out how to move stuff as fast as possible. Because uh, that's my business. I'm material handling and logistics. I'm not a party guy. And then just everything started going so much faster, so much smoother, making more profit and everything. And then I got like a little other example of that. I was talking to a chiropractor people would say his job is fixing backs and it basically is, but he only had 40 people coming in every month. Uh, and, and that's no way to like grow your business. So he stopped basically chiropracting. He would just do the minimum amount and he would focus on making TikTok videos and Facebook videos and stuff, just little educational videos, getting him out there. And then he grew from 40 people to like four to 500 people a month coming in hire other chiropractors to do it. What he realized his business really is, is not fixing people's backs. That's the end result, but his business was customer acquisition. So in any business you're in, if you can really focus on and really figure out what your business actually is, you'll succeed even more. And it might not be what you think it is. Does that I like your, your point right there. Cause if you would have put like, you know, let's say, you know, I was in Utica, New York. You said, you know, Adam's party tonight. And I was interested in a party. I would probably call you and say, hey, you have a karaoke machine. Hey, do you have, you know, DJs that, you know, you have on retainer that are part of your company or whatever. Things, again, that you're not dealing with. You know, you're dealing, again, with tents, tables, chairs. Right. The big enough one, you know, the you know, fancy portable restrooms and stuff like that. I mean, you probably don't get into, that's probably where your rest, your bathrooms lie at. You're not a porta potty guy. You're not going to sit there and throw porta potties out at construction sites or no. baseball tournaments or something of that nature. Right. Um, I say, Mike, you actually kind of brought up a good point. Um, now, with, if somebody wanted djs right do you work with other local company people because right? i'm assuming people call you for a dj right it's just gotta happen i mean do you yeah they ask jim do you know any and um so really anything that happens under the tent or in the ballroom mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of those people oh okay i've, I've never met them because i'm not there um the, all those people are there the day of um the people that i do know are like the wedding planners because like you know, we're talking to them months in advance. So I can, I can send people to wedding planners. Uh, I can send people to uh, like a photo booth kind of person. Sure. Um, but 
like the florists and the DJs, we just we just uh, never you know, never really cross paths with them. No, it's, it's saying, but now the wedding planners and the photo booth people do they? I mean, do you guys kind of B and I um, do you business network with each other and like do they refer you? Excuse me, refer you as much as you refer them or? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the, the there's a love hate relationship with wedding planners because they're all these people who just you know plan their own wedding or their friends and they think they can plan a wedding and and they find out that they can't do the basic part of the business which is planning um so we hate we we basically hate all wedding planners that call us there's a few that are good um so if anyone's listening if your wife or if you wanted to be a wedding planner um get to know your your people be good to your rental company and do what your core business is plan every day just keep planning and planning and planning until you know it like the back of your hand have you ever showed up to a job site and and left because of how shitty people are oh yeah Uh, Yeah. only once (laughs) yes i knew this oh i gotta hear the story gotta ask these questions only once so in utica we we have a big bazing community um and they're the best people to deliver for they love helping they love uh feeding you and stuff i love the bosnians and actually it's bosnians and ukraines are there's a lot in utica um except this one person uh show up i, t- I tell them this is a frame tent i say we need a water source to fill up the water barrels and so we show up the tent's halfway over the sidewalk and when you're halfway over the sidewalk you need a permit um they're also in this really really horrible neighborhood and their house is the only one that looks beautiful uh everywhere else is just destroyed and uh so nothing's going to be safe the water is coming out drips at a time it's going to take two days to fill up these water barrels uh and i just got fed up i'm like listen leave me a bad review but we're leaving i'm sorry and he's like why i'm like your house is beautiful you guys are really nice but this neighborhood sucks and i can't fill my water barrels and he's like all right so he left me a bad review i responded to it Next day, someone comes in and says, I saw your bad review, um, but I totally agree with you. I wouldn't have done the, I wouldn't have done the job in that neighborhood either. And that's justifiable. Um, and now, so if people wanted to connect with you um, out in your area, or let's say if they wanted to just reach out, you said it was called a, um, sorry, Patreon. a Patreon. If they wanted to get with that, how would they find you? Uh, I'm called the Tent Guy on Patreon. So my YouTube is the Tent Guy. Um, I have a YouTube channel kind of like yours as well called How I Started. And that's just interviewing other business owners about things because I didn't want to water down the content of the tech, tech channel. And then on TikTok, I am real world side hustles. Okay. Um, and then let's say, are, do you have a limit of how many people can be on your Patreon? Yes, uh, I, I, I tiered them. I don't want to, to have so many people. You, you know like you can only answer the phone so much yeah yeah and i assume people on the west coast don't understand east coast time i deal with that all the time right. <laughs> so. right no but there's still so i found i had i originally had my phone call tier to 12 people and i'm at 11 i'm like all right i'm this ice is actually i can handle this so i opened up a second tier for a little more money for 12 more people and okay. uh you can sign up for that and you can cancel anytime and again people like I, I feel very humble about it. I feel very, very weird about it. Um, even mention, I don't even mention it on any of my YouTube videos that I have a Patreon. People find it if they, if they want it. Sure. Um, let's say now 
with the games. Okay, so a lot of our a lot of our rental companies here, um, I just find it to be like really trashy games, like because they build them themselves, and these people mm. are not carpenters, right? right. Have you, do you do you know Connect Four? Yeah, yeah. Right. So like these people, like it's supposed to be a circle, and like it's just a I don't know a hexagon, and then the other one's a square, and right. they just kind of decided they were gonna take a sawzall or something, and yeah. hope and pray they can make a circle. Do you do you buy your stuff? Do you build your stuff? How do you how do you do it? So for my normal games like Can Jam and uh, that, if I had that, I would buy the one off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, I paid someone to make my uh, ladder ball. No, I I made that. That one's easy. That's just PVC pipe. Sure. You know, and the stuff to attach it. Uh, the one we throw bean bags, cornhole. 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 I paid someone to do that because I know if I was gonna make it, it was gonna turn all jacked up. Um, so I paid someone to make that. How much do you rate your cornhole out for? Twenty bucks. And you bought, I'm assuming, like a $250 one? Uh, I went stupid on that. Um, there's really nice ones for like 100 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I spent about 250 because I got like my logo on it. Mm-hmm. And I got it from some guy who just does it out of his garage. Sure. Uh, if I were to do it again, I would just buy a $100 one that's really nice and put my own logo on it for 10 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like people should start renting their cornhole stuff out. Just because they totally should. I mean, now hey, what? Uh, you should send him a picture of that cornhole that your daughter made. I will do have that. Have license, you know, pay you like five dollars, ten dollars, or whatever to license it. It's a, it's a drinking cornhole. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's cool. I've seen them. Oh, there. So. It's my daughter made it, and it, it's dangerous. Let's say did. it's dangerous. Yeah, we played that. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty good at that game in the first yeah. place, and then we stood pretty close. So. I right. just made everybody drink a shit ton. Awesome. We have this thing we call it human size beer pong, which is just four garbage or six garbage cans on each side from yeah. from Ace, so they're red, and they don't get used for garbage. They only get used, and you just throw soccer balls, and then well, you, your, you were throwing at them. Yeah, yeah, and you just have your drink in your hand. Some you stupid people bounce them. Um, whatever they want to do, it's their rules. They rented okay. it. That's some, true. Some people are stupid, and they like how do you how do you fill up an entire garbage can with beer? It's like no, no, <laughs> that's just representing you. Hey. They, they get it in, you move it, and you just take a sip of your beer that's in your hand. Um, and you just put kegs in that bad boy. Let's go power yeah. hour. Oh, you got to finish yeah. that whole keg. Yeah, the whole depending keg. on the size of the garbage can, that's like pretty close to a barrel. Yeah, so, yeah, fifty five gallon drums, baby. Let's do it. Um, say, do you rent out like? smokers for your people or anything um so we were thinking about getting smokers and things but no caterer has ever called for it so the catering equipment we have is charcoal grill propane grill convection oven and we got uh burners that will burn like a 40 40 quart pot that's really all that's happening the people who are going to smoke are probably usually the you know people who are doing travel barbecue anyway they probably have their own smoker yeah if, if you're hiring someone for your wedding for a smoke barbecue you're hiring that per, that person that does that every day these caterers are just you know they may do italian one day they may do french another day but they're not really the barbecue specialists um and so you do and, and i think like that's the thing is most people don't understand that people spend on weddings right they spend <laughs> like crazy I think I don't know what the average wedding is anymore. I know it used to be like twenty some thousand. 
just for the average wedding. I think it's dumb. I think it's so dumb. And I don't, I don't tell people to call me this either, but I think renting stuff is stupid. I would never go rent tables and chairs. Um, and people just are renting them for me all the time. Um, I got wine barrels that people rent for like $50 a piece. I'm like, why, why are you renting these wine barrels? Like you really need a wine barrel at your wedding? Like, cause it looks cool. It's just so weird. I remember my cousin had to have an ice sculpture. And I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And she goes, well, when am I ever going to have an ice sculpture again? And I went, why the fuck do you ever need one? (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing with with prices of stuff here. My wife walks around and she goes, I would never pay $70 for that TV. And I'm like, yeah, you're not our customer. Our customers will pay $70 for that TV because I've sold eight of them. So where where do you find your stuff? Like when you're when you're trying so to find stuff for people we, to break? We've been very fortunate because we're the only one really in the area. I mean, there have been a few that have opened up within a couple hours of us, but so she has deals with uh, Goodwill and Salvation Army that we buy from them in bulk. She works with probably five or six other thrift shops. And she's constantly looking for more. She works with probably six or seven local bars where she gets all of their liquor bottles. Mm. Uh, There's a company in town that they make some kind of tumbler type machine to push glass through. And they got a hold of us a couple weeks ago and they're, they're like, yeah, we have a bunch of glass. Would you buy it? So they're selling us their glass at dirt cheap prices and they have some crazy amount like 28,000 glass jars of every different size. Wow. So she's paying, you know, pennies on the dollar for that. She's done a great job at just sourcing different places and every place that she uses, they absolutely love what we do. So, I mean, if somebody else opened up in the area, it would be tough for them to, to cut into our business, honestly. Right. How many, so the, I've, I've researched your business. I've looked into it before. I'm like, that'd be cool in my area. Do you think there's some sort of population density where it needs to pop off? Or I, I think, honestly, as long as you have over 100, 150,000 people, it's it's doable. Uh, you know, the Grand Rapids metro area, we're like, what, like 250 maybe-ish? Yeah, I'd say, but you're, you know, you have a huge huge radius at that point we do i mean we also you know we draw from kalamazoo we draw from lansing i mean there's one in okamos now but you know we get people as far as indiana illinois ohio that come to us because you know we offer a great product here and it's it's a good price a lot of the places around they'll charge you literally 20 bucks a person to walk in the door Mm. Here, you know, you can, you know, if you walk in with four people, you can pay as cheap as 50 bucks for an entire package. Right. You know, divided by four people, you're what, 17 bucks a piece ish. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's cost effective and there's ways to do it cheaper and there's ways to do it more expensive. Dawn had an appointment yesterday that lady came in with a bunch of her realtor friends and, you know, it was kind of for her birthday and they spent over 500 bucks. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. We try. Thank you. <laughs> now the, the question I always hate getting on TikTok is uh what about insurance? So I know with our insurance, um part of it goes off of what our sales are on the year. 
Okay. So like the first year, because we were new, I think we paid, I don't know, let's say 3000 for that year. And we were only open, you know, we opened July 6th of 19. So of course, year two, we got shut down in March because of COVID and right the time we were starting to open again, end of uh, May, the insurance was due and it was probably up to 4,500, maybe 5,000 at that point. Um, with what we did last year, we're paying, I don't know, six, $7,000 in insurance for the year. Okay. So they're basing it on your sales and obviously the exposure. Cool. Right. The there's, the, there's a rate for the yep. exposure. Don't have a, it's not necessarily significantly higher because you basically increased your capacity by, by two and a half. Right. So now that we're talking about insurance and I never even thought about it because I know you hate the question, but I, now I have to ask. Because now my brain starts to think, and this is what I hate. Like, I always want people just to go out and do business, right? Just right. go do it and fucking figure it out later. Like, I got lucky in real estate because I was stupid and it just worked out, right? Um, but I will. So now, do you have to have insurance for like wells and septics and in case you damage people's property? Uh, so not, not really, no. Um, in the contract, we just say like, you're supposed to mark where stuff is. We can't see under your ground. If you don't mark it then we don't know it's there. Okay. Um, the city may say something different. So there are some some towns in our area where you have to call dig safe. It's, that's what it's called in New York. Yep. Um, to come out, the city will say something different. But their own lines, no. Like I've, I've put a hole through someone's sprinkler system and they're all mad at me. I'm like, how am I supposed to know that's there? Like, no, I'm not paying for that. I'm not fixing it. If you would have spray painted it, we would have avoided it. And and then you point to it in the contract. And they're like, they didn't read the contract, but it's in there. They signed it. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then now I have so many, I have a million questions. Sorry. So you you bought your first tent or so. Were you on your own? Were you living at home still? Um, where were you keeping your shit? My mom's garage. Um, I keep, I'm 33 and I still, my mom now has 500 boxes of flooring right now to refrigerate like my mom's right. garage is literally my my storage so yeah. yeah so i was in my mom's garage and then i took it over and then i bought a carport from like harbor freight or something like a green carport yep and then put stuff in there and then i bought my own house and we had like they called it a two two stall garage but it was like one and a half with one big door yep. and i filled that up and then i lucked out I saw like this big giant, like 50,000 square foot building. And I called the realtor and I'm like, can I just get like 5,000 square feet of that? He goes, no, they wanted the whole thing. But, but I own a building that you could do that with. So I went to go look at his building and it was a piece of crap building, um, but it was dry. And he just had this really long building that was completely open. It used to be some manufacturing facility. And I just had to build a wall to separate myself off because there was already two people in. They built their walls. I built my wall. Now I'm in. And I was paying 10 cents a square foot for 3,000. Shit. So yeah, I was paying like close to nothing. And and then uh, I saw a warehouse, this group of warehouses, and I knew the guy was a dirtbag. Never paid his taxes and stuff. Best kind of guy. Yeah. So, and his wife was a realtor. So I just kept messaging them every month. Like, hey, just, just seeing about that warehouse if you're interested in selling. And then I contracted her to sell our house because we were moving. And so I kept a relationship there. And then he didn't pay his taxes. So he lost one building. Um, 
so he well he sold it to keep the other two and then he didn't pay his taxes again so he called me as they like, oh, were ready to sell so he keep his third building so i got twelve thousand square foot warehouse for 70 grand oh he, shit. he didn't keep up on it so you know we had to make it functionable on the inside the outside's still not um but that didn't matter as much as the inside sure as long as your stuff stays dry and safe that's all that matters yeah um so and then so you just kind of you grew naturally into into space yeah so and this is one of the businesses where you don't necessarily need to take out loans you just need to save money and buy stuff I did take out a loan. I put my truck up as collateral for $20,000 loan so I could get all that wedding stuff because I booked an entire year of weddings without owning anything. Over the winter, I just booked it. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i figure out a way to buy it. Um, so I would take the deposits and then I got that loan and then I bought it and I was able to accomplish everything. But this business, you don't necessarily have to until you start getting to the big scale stuff. Like if you buy, you know, there's some tents that you may pay $2 million for. You're getting for a tent? Loan. Yeah, uh, my my friend in Rochester has one. It's a double decker tent. It's got two floors to it. Shut the f- up. Yeah, but it rents out for four hundred fifty thousand. So, how often does he rent this thing? A few times a year. No shit. Yeah, this he. Nick, you want to buy a tent? This is stuff I didn't even know about. The first time he did it, um, he needed help. He needed help. It was for Trump's inauguration. It was the media tent. Um, we're setting up this giant, massive tent in the middle between, you know, the Washington monuments there, the Lincoln monuments there, the White House is right over here. And we're just setting up this tent so that Fox News and CNN and stuff can be in it. It was, it was surreal. But yeah, they, they paid $450,000 to use it for the weekend. For a weekend. Yeah, but I mean, it took, he hired this like crew of Mexicans because that's what they do. They just drive around setting up PGA tour tents and stuff. Yep. And he just hired them to like throw it up and, you know, there was there was maybe thirty people that he had hired to come down and do all that. So it's 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 a big undertaking, but so man, that is. I mean, that's a long time to get your money back. I mean, that's only four rentals, <laughs> but um, that's really. You guys, you guys need investors? <laughs> Question mark. Right, right. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. I could I could buy a few tents. Yeah. So th- there's all levels to the rental game. There's you know just the dude doing you know, backyard parties or just tables and chairs. And then there's the dudes doing the PGA tours and the presidential events and stuff. And, you know, the Hollywood events, you know, red carpets where, you know, there's, you you could literally make $10 million on one job. Um, You're there for maybe two weeks and before and two weeks after, but you know, all you're doing is putting up tents and making like 10 million. Yeah. A month and a half. And what would you make? So it's, it's usually about half. So most rental companies, if if you made a million dollars in a year, five hundred thousand is profit, um, kinda. Sure, minus the purchase and yeah. Yeah, so when you're you're obviously purchasing stuff, so that that's what a lot of people like mess up is yeah you made five hundred thousand dollar profit, you spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to buy new stuff, that was still profit though. The five hundred thousand still profit. You just chose to use half of it. That's not part of your expenses. Sure. Um, so it's it's kind of like that. I, once you get to that those big scales, though, I, I think the margins are probably closer to twenty five percent instead of fifty. Sure, which is still, I mean, yeah. you have to hire thirty guys to put up a tent. That's just, I mean, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't even know there was double decker tents. Yeah, they're insane. No, I want one. Just you know, put it up over my whole entire lot of my house. Right. It's always 
we're learning things as well as other people learning things. Yeah. I always thought it'd be cool. So say you live in Arizona, there's not much rain. Um, you can get one of these, they're called structures. To, to you, you just think it's a tent, but it's more of a structure. It's like this whole mathematical system to put it up, uh, square everything. And it's made to stay up for a long time. I think that'd be cool just to put up in Arizona and have that as your house. Cause you could buy one of those. You can buy like a, you know, like a 60 by a hundred. So what is that? 60,000 square feet. Yeah. You could probably buy that for a hundred thousand dollars and put it up. And that's a really big house. And I mean, there's got to, like, you can get mobile ACs. You can, I mean, you can Airbnb the shit out of those. Dude, why don't you just do that for Airbnb? Just put up a bunch of like living tents. It'd be like yeah. a yurt, but a little different. He lives yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, New York's different. Yeah. But he could take it down in the yeah. winter. Literally just do summer, you know, have a camp. You port- or you get portable heaters in the winter. Right. Yeah. Let's say the snow um, on top, though. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of Airbnb, I know you do real estate. Do you, are any of them Airbnbs? None of mine. None. They're all just straight normal rentals. That's correct. Do you, yeah. Have you thought about Airbnb? I think about it all the time. All right, so you- I have a friend of mine that owns, you know, as many as I do, um, all Airbnb. And he just talks about, you know, it's three times the amount of profit and one tenth the amount of work. And I'm like, yeah. man, that seems all right. But like, um, so I'm, not a not a slumlord in the sense right but like you talk about like you buy the chinese tables right like i buy the chinese house right like it is for mica countertops it is a basic cabinet it is you know i don't have walnut i don't have like it's a basic you know chipboard thing it's it's got eh, carpet i've been upgrading some to like laminate or lvp and stuff like that um you know uh i found a person to do tile so like I'll, i'll change my bathroom to tile here and there but like plastic surround stuff i am a i'm a basic live-in type of a thing right i'm also like one of the lowest priced person around so i don't get the highest money but i get the highest quality of tenant because i offer for a great price and i'm very picky right so, yep so when you buy that house in south haven that'll be your airbnb yeah yep yeah. but um it'll be airbnb for me <laughs> if that makes sense right. like because like i don't have granite in my house yeah, I'm not putting granite in my Airbnb, and that's and like my brain can't think of that. Like my buddy, his brain just he goes. And I walk into his places and it's absolutely beautiful. It looks like a magazine thing, and I'm like, God, this, you know, he spent 300 bucks on a fucking light chandelier type thing or whatever that comes down, and like it looks great. But I'm like, I, I spent 15 dollars on a boob light, right? <laughs> you know, right, right. Like I, I just my my brain doesn't comprehend how to do that, and and you know they're spending 400 dollars on a freaking round beautiful table with legs that come off of it and i'm like yeah no i'm just i'm not an interior designer right <laughs> like right um so i never got into real estate when i was younger because i didn't want to deal with tenants and i didn't understand like all right so there's a cash flow of you know a little bit per month but what i really didn't understand when i was younger was like the more important thing is 15 to 30 years from now it's paid off and you just get to sell it um plus also now i'm more understanding the the home equity line of credit you can use that house to buy more houses so i didn't understand a lot of this stuff when <laughs> well you can teach me that then so well, I, i'm just I, saying like heloc you can only get on like i'm having a struggle and everybody in my area you can only get a heloc on one property like on your primary so yes mm-hmm. you could you could use that to buy and then flip and pay off and do that so you have one extra 
like I would go portfolio and put a bunch of them in and then get a big portfolio loan, which is like a line of credit, right? Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah. But so once we got an Airbnb though, I was like, wow, this is so much better than, than like renting because the first seven days of at least our property, the mortgage, everything's paid for. All expenses are paid for. The next 21 days is just profit. Yep. And I acknowledge that, you know, my Airbnb is slightly different where I'm getting a way higher rate per, per night than a lot of people. It's, but. it's not different in the Airbnb world that I'm seeing, right? Like you bought it that way. Um, if you did it as a normal rental, it would take you in, in theory, like 25 days, right? Like to, so only a few days would be profit. Um, the reason I haven't expanded a heck of a lot more is because I was dumb and fortunate to where my tops paid for my, you know, if I had a duplex, my top paid for my bottom, right? Like right. I was buying, I was buying a 2% deal type thing where basically I was getting double my mortgage, you know, kind of coming in. And that's the only way I would buy for the longest time. And now that the market's so crazy, I don't, I haven't bought, oh man, well, I mean, I bought some flips, but like, I haven't bought a hold in a two years, maybe. Mm. Right. Because I just, I can't, I can't find that deal, you know? So if I'm, you know, if I, if I'm buying, paying a hundred thousand, I need to get $2,000 a month in rent. Right. And so my duplexes, I was doing that. Now I can't do that. Right. So, yep. Um, you know, I, and I don't know, I never changed my business mindset, I guess on that. I just kept trying to find that deal. <laughs> so, right. And so we are going to start buying, when I say we, I know we're talking about this brief off air. Yeah. We, I'm a, I'm a partner with two other people in the Airbnb and real estate stuff. Um, I'm kind of hands off. I'm kind of one of the money people. They do all the work. Um, but so we are looking for, you know, rentals, just the traditional rental. Um, I'll get you uh, with a friend of mine. Cause actually I looked at some Airbnbs out in New York. Um, they're on some water. Uh, the lady has a duplex and a single family. It's absolutely beautiful on some water. And it was only like 160,000 over in the Rochester area. And I was like, that's insanely cheap, right? Anything over on water here is just going to cost me a crap ton. Um, right, four or five, six hundred thousand at least, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, I have a very good friend of mine that's in Manhattan, um, right? And he's he's now moving, so I was like, hey, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be too far away, type thing. If I have to drive in, and I manage everything, I own everything, I do everything myself, and so to give control to somebody else, to be honest, I just don't trust people. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like definitely, I tell you, I'm stupid, and I'll take faults for my own stupidity. But like, if you're stupid, I just can't deal with it. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Like, um, so I give you credit. For, like, Airbnb is the way to go, man. Like, I, I tell people this. But my problem is, is it's also really hard because I don't know about your area, but my area, like, you know, we, he talks about South Haven, which is a, a beach town here. And like, they change their Airbnb stuff all the time, right? They just get pissed at them. Um, up in another town of ours, like 90% of the houses in the area became Airbnb. Yeah. So they're like, yep, we lost all of our income for schooling. We lost this, like F Airbnb, see get out of here, right? Right. Like, so my, around my area, there's no like major destination besides the Adirondacks and actually Cooperstown for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of small towns. Um, my Airbnb is the outlier because there's nothing around. What it is, is 30 people come, it sleeps 30. 30 people come to hang out with each other the place is the destination not every a lot of places as you go to the airbnb because there's stuff around yep. so but then i've been talking to people in the same town they've got these airbnbs in, on the back roads and stuff and i'm like who, who's renting your place and they got it out like 20 
three nights a week a, mo- a month yep and they're like people from the city and they just come up and they sit on the porch and they're like look at that yeah uh, <laughs> right and that's just it like <clears throat> excuse me i was making fun of a friend of mine um he goes to the dude ranch out in like montana and uh i'm like why the hell would you go there i'm like you're paying to go shovel shit and he's like well yeah but you get to you know go to this people's fifty thousand acre farm and like ride a horse and go wrang you know wrangle cattle and i'm like so they've made you pay to be an employee like good for (laughs) you right like i'm like how how do you not see this yeah but they feed me breakfast and i was like dude i'll fucking feed you breakfast you go on my lawn like i don't care right um but and and that's the thing like I will, I've never stayed in an Airbnb. I don't know if you have, right? But like, because of who I am, I won't pay that kind of money, right? right. I just, nope. And every time I look at an Airbnb, I'm like, all right, it's a hundred bucks a night. That's fine. And then I get hit with, oh, hey, $400 cleaning fee and a $50 fucking deposit and a this and a that. And I'm like, God, next thing you know, it's my $700 turns into $1,500. And I'm like, no, nah, hard pass. Right, right. Yeah. The the, the cleaning fee is hidden on there. We have a $400 cleaning fee because it takes... So long. 10, hour, 10 hours to clean yeah um it's a huge space but so with airbnb we've also started doing airbnb management like yep. we just got, we got this millionaire who just bought the house just straight up i'm like so you're getting a loan or yep. whatever he's like no i'm just buying it and so he's gonna we're gonna run his property for 20 percent of it yeah it's, it's gonna be listed on our own thing and then every month we just send him his 80 percent after yep. expenses and stuff um, and then we're also going to try the Airbnb arbitrage where we find, you know, nice apartments and do it. And I, I've tried it, but I haven't really met with the people. What you got to do is you got to go in and tell them like, we're going to keep your place better than any tenant. Your, your place is always going to be show ready. And when we hand the keys back over to you, it's going to probably be better than when you gave it to us. Like we are better than just a normal tenant. That um, You, you got to sell them on the fact that you're guaranteeing them rent, right? So. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, okay, so he just landed and what he's doing, and this is a suggestion and tip for everybody that's watching, um, traveling nursing is a huge thing. Yeah. Right? So he went to the city and was like, Hey, um, they can't even get places to for hotels. These people need to stay for six months, whatever. So he, he's like, Hey, I'll rent it to you for this amount of, you know, like you guarantee me eighteen hundred and I'll keep this place open when the people come in, they pay him 3,200. So he's like, Hey, I don't charge you. And basically they're just guaranteeing that he has this gear, this money, but he's getting 3,200 a month, you know, from who do you go to the, did he go to the hospital for this or did he go to the city? He went to the hospital and the city. Okay. So both. Um, Right. And it's just because of these traveling and there's Facebook groups, there's websites for traveling nurses that are constantly looking for stuff. Um, You know, and, and so it's just find what your niche is and, when you, when you talk about renting other people, cause I have people hit me up, Hey, I'll rent your place. You got to guarantee me a heck of a lot more, right? Like I, I know, Hey, I should be able to get, let's say a thousand bucks. I need you to come in at 1500. Cause you're telling me you're going to make 2,800, right? right. Guarantee, guarantee you have nothing into this. I still have a mortgage. I still have all this guarantee me 1500 and we'll talk, right? <laughs> like make it worth my time. Right. So if not, I'll just take my own headache and deal with my own problems. Yeah, no, I, I, I got you on that. Yeah. Um, so we're going in just offering rent because obviously then we have to pay the electric and the heat and whatever. So we're just offering what you're asking for rent um, because then electric, heat, internet, those are all things we got to do. And uh, and then we got to keep the guests happy and we got to furnish it. 
Um, so, but anyway, let's get off that. Oh. Before before the show started, um, you mentioned my video about not reading books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I both agree upon that, man. Don't. Yeah, I mean, over here on my bookshelf, I have like two real estate books, which I have not read. Yeah. Um, they were cheap. Uh, I've learned more from YouTube and you know things like your guys' channel and actually just talking to you now and facebook groups like i'm I'm not a fan of these business books at all no. I, you know i'm i'm not a reader and an implementer right like i have to be hands-on and do it and then i it, it clicks with me right again i told you i had a mentor so it's like when i first started out i didn't know i didn't know anything my first lease was a line piece of paper i'm not lying like it said i nick rent this this house for this amount of money and i signed the bottom it was like a bill of sale right how many people laughed at you for that every fucking person i ever tell right <laughs> like they're just like you got to be the dumbest person i've met so my wife's grandfather introduced he, he's like hey i have a friend that owns some real estate would you be interested in talking with him uh i'll buy you breakfast and i was like hey i'm poor hell yeah i'll eat breakfast and, and then you know this guy if if he owns one he he's known more than me come to find out he owned you know like 650 right and just um in in the beginning he's like hey if you if you ever have questions you can call me so i'd call him and like a day or two later he might call me back right like hey what's up and, you know now he actually just called me he called me out because i hadn't called him in a while he's like hey did i do something hey we, we used to talk twice a week now we don't talk i'm like sorry i'm just really busy but you know finding somebody that knows the answer right like he was in the game for 45 years or something like that there's not really a situation that he hasn't gone through right right the pandemic's kind of new and so he asked me about he's like hey how long does it take to get a tenant out how what's this and i was like i kind of walk him through that but like if i have you know if i have stupid questions of hey you know they found wipes how do i how do i tell the tenant they have to pay for this right well you write a fucking note that says hey while getting the toilet augered we found feminine products you know this is going to be charged back to you at this price Right. And you send it and I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. Cause I don't know. I, I don't know how to do that. So just finding people that know how to do it is perfect. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes if you don't know people, sometimes you do have to pay. Right. And I've never, I've never read a book that tells me how to do that. Right. I've never had a book that says, Hey, step one, make sure you have a lease. That's an actual legal document that <laughs> states more than just your name and an address. Right. Right. Um, no, all these books have like a basic general overview and kind of an inspirational not all of them but a lot of them are kind of like try to get you motivated but we know that most people just read them and then throw them throw them on the shelf um there's not really books that tell you you know how to deal with an asshole or how to deal with someone who shit all over your bounce house that's that's true you know and i tell people okay so i'm an asshole through and through i'm okay with it um that's why we're friends the one thing the you know, it was the worst thing that happened to me is I, I did a, I did a, an eviction, right? My first eviction, I'm scared as shit. Right. And I have a mentor that's kind of like holding my hand. He's like, look, you did everything right. Here's what it is. Go in with your paperwork. understand, know all your shit. And uh, so when I go to the court and I'm like, Hey, he did this, he said this, he threatened this. And, and the guy didn't show, which is fine. But he, when the judge looks at you and goes, I don't give a shit what you two said to each other. I don't care about words. Literally. That's not what we're here for. We're here for this, this at that point, I knew literally I can say anything to anybody. Right. So now if you're an asshole to me, I literally just look at a tenant and tell them, go fuck yourself. Like 
this is what it is. Bye. Have a good day. I don't need to be your best friend. I don't need to be anything just as much as you had with the person that you're not willing to put a tent up. Like I have no legal obligation to that. Right. My job is to put a roof over your head and make it safe and, you know, do this. Like my job is not to give you, Oh, Hey, my granite countertop isn't in. Fuck you. (laughs) Like, Oh, that person got new carpet. Yep. That person also had a flood in their fucking unit and you didn't. Right. Like, I'm sorry. They had, I'm sorry. I had to put them in a hotel for three nights and, their whole life got uprooted but yeah you're right they got carpet <laughs> you know we well, you know uh, we ran into it this weekend with a session yeah so it was a group of five that they didn't get a hold of us to say hey we're gonna have six instead <laughs> and as you know i mean you know between five and six that there's a difference there I, you yeah. know if you got five you get one room if you got six you get two rooms plus you get more glass and we got two negative reviews out of that because we didn't just kiss their ass and say, hey, it's okay. You got an extra person and you didn't tell us about it. We'll just let you have, you know, what you haven't paid for yet. Yeah. And, right. you know, I, yeah, everybody has the right to go do that. But at the same time, it's not that hard to read. And if you can't read, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but an 11-year-old who really wants to break stuff. Right. Right. Can't I pretend they're in their in their insurance? They can't have anything twelve and less. Uh, thirteen, thirteen and less. You gotta be thirteen so. or over. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what I'm. This is just reminding me of a story. Um, you know those those pe- things people put over their driveways. It's like an arch, like a western looking mm-hmm. arch kind of thing. Yeah. Last year, one of my employees took one down, and they're like, they called me and like, you're gonna pay for that. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay for that. Like, you took it down. I'm like, did you build it DOT certified? What if a fire truck had to come in or something? I'm like, my trucks are DOT certified. My trucks are all legal. If you build something over your driveway, you better be able to allow vehicles in. And uh, they went back and forth with me and they left me a bad review. But it's just like, you know, like, no, I'm not, I'm not bending to you just because you think your arch is pretty. You built it yourself, but you were dumb. If you would have had a fire, your whole family would be dead because the fire truck, it would have came down on them. Right. Well, that's, you know, we're dealing with a situation right now where uh, in in a 12 unit building, the water heater went out. Okay. The water heater is two years old and there's a, a power vent up top and there's a chip shortage, still a chip shortage. And so you can't get this power vent. Um, so they ended up calling the manufacturer and the fastest we can get it is next week, Monday. Um, right. So these people are going to be without hot water for seven days and everybody's just instantly, I want credit. I want credit. I want credit. Like, where the hell is your entitlement? That Like, no. And granted, the owner is like, hey, give him a little bit of this. And I was like, no, like, you, just because your microwave doesn't work for two days doesn't mean I'm giving you a credit. Just because this happened doesn't mean I'm giving you a credit. Like, I don't know where this credit shit came from, because it's like, do I do I get extra if I um sorry, oh, yours too. That's, Mine just went off as so, well. Do, do I get extra? Speaking of the guy, I'm talking the story. Um, do I get, do I get credit for having everything perfect for the month? No. Right. Like I get what I have. Right. Um, so it's just, it's a frustration. It's a back and forth thing. Right. And I'm, I'm not afraid to tell people, Hey, you just don't get it. I think the right. only time I've ever asked for credit in something where I've rented is like, I, I remember one time a fridge, the fridge that I, where I was living went out. And I mean, it wasn't, it was just a house I was in. You know, I called the landlord. He said, you know what, I can probably get to it in a few days. Or, you know, if you stay under, you know, a certain price or whatever, you know, buy a fridge, you know, if you can get out there today and, you know, I'll basically, you know, just take it off your rent. Yep. Send me a receipt when you send rent and I'll 
you know, so, you know, you spend 150 on it and your rent is 750, you send me a check with 100 and then that receipt, I'm like, you're good to go. So I, I got a question. As someone who owns a bunch of units, and I know you said you have some stuff in your mother's garage, do you keep backup of things so that you don't have to rush to Lowe's and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And the, the quick answer is yes. Um, if I'm in Lowe's or Home Depot and I find something on clearance, right? Like uh, right now, I, I was just in my garage. I have, um, I have a shower. I have a full shower system, right? um handle all that um i have a faucet um not much I, I usually keep supply lines because i get tired of going to the store for a supply line and you know you usually you excuse me you change out the shutoff in the supply line so you find the things that you constantly do um toilet fill valves really i, I kind of have a stock of those <laughs> um right because you know the things that go out in a constant but the easy stuff that you yeah. gotta replace a lot i don't really i mean flooring just because honestly i bought it all for 76 cents a square and right. it was on super clearance that's the only reason i have it um my tile on it, i mean because i was doing every bathroom at the same time because it was just i found a guy that would do it for 500 bucks for an entire bathroom and my materials were on sale i think i got tile for 45 cents a square like it was just stupid cheap right so that's the only reason i have it i guess but right. i don't keep everything on a, on a general sense right that makes sense though like it's much it's cheaper or you find it cheaper to buy all of it all of the tile at once and right. you know you may not be doing that bathroom next week maybe doing it next year but you know you still yeah. have it at a cheap price yeah and and you know it's i i do generic colors right so i mean right now i have gray flooring right um my tile is all a uh, tannish, right? So it's just going to match everything on a constant basis. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then I do the bathroom floor and tiles, stuff like that. So it's just, um, but I, but I don't have the cement board, right? I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, I don't have everything, but I have just the right. basics. So, so I, here's a question I've never really asked or seen anywhere. Um, so you own, you own a house and you're renting it out. Uh, are you responsible for the lawn and the snow blowing or plowing? Or is there a way around it? Uh, in my lease, it states whether the owner or the tenant is. All of my single families, uh, it's the owner re- or the tenant responsibility. Okay. Um, my multis, right? So some of my duplexes, actually, it's really weird. I have one of them where I do the lawn and I don't do the snow. The other one, I do the snow and I don't do the lawn. Um, my multi, like my larger complex things, I'm responsible for all of that. Right, so, right. Yep. So, so say like a duplex, do you just give someone off like 50 bucks a no. month? No, just you make just... tenant responsibility, right? You guys, you're, ha- you guys you're half and you're half. No, uh, just I, I don't even stipulate that, right? Like, just get it done. If I right. have to come over and get it done, both of you are paying, right? So, um, for the longest time, I had a lady and a couple. Um, so the, the couple used to just do it on a constant, right? Um, now I have a lady and a guy and a son. So they basically just take care of the snow and stuff like that. I don't know how they work it out, but I just tell them to work it out. Right. Like you guys figured out, like if I come over, it's going to cost you. That's, that's just all I tell them. So you just put that in the lease. Yep. For... So it's a circle. It's a line, you know, it says um, top of my page or whatever. It's a, uh, you know, Hey, uh, electricity landlord or tenant, right. Who's responsible for that tenant um, heating fuel. I have a boiler and a couple I'm responsible. I pay for that. I could 
sub it out and you know everybody gets an eighth of it or a twelfth of it depending on the building size um duplex rate i could s- split that um i mean everything's everything's just whatever you say it is right as long as you set the terms out there that's what they're responsible for so Wait, go back to that heater boiling one so the whole how many units is that one uh so one of them is an eight unit one of them is a duplex one i mean okay yeah. so so there's not like a separate heating system for each thing right. so that's why you're responsible for it I'm responsible because I haven't made it their responsibility. Okay, but you could, but like you'd have to just kind of set a set amount for it. Nope. Uh, so you can do set amount, yes. Um, and that's the smart way to do it is just do a set amount because um, we manage a, a seven unit and everybody just gets a set amount. Um, you could do, uh, because all of those are the exact same square footage, you could literally just say, hey, this is split one eighth, right? Um, every unit pays one eighth of the bill. You run through, you can run it through a system out there. They resend out the, so you pay the bill and then you send it out to the tenants. They pay it. And then that company just sends you a check. Okay. So that's how you handle it when you got eight units, but only one heating system. Correct. Cause it would be very expensive to get eight separate heating systems for True. that. To, yep. So they could have their own bill. Yep. Okay. How, like, so how would an electric situation work like that? Do you, do you, do you have it? So there's eight different electric meters or all of, all of my places have a separate electric. Everything I manage has separate electric. So did you buy them like that? Or did yep. you say, say okay, you never yep. bought like a four unit and then had to convert it from one electric to, to four. I have not, but I have not, but there, there's a, there's actually a little device that you can put on to see how much each unit is using for electric. And it kind of just goes on top of your panel because each unit would have, well, no, each unit wouldn't have their own panel, but like you can, you can get it set up. So that way you could just split yeah. that bill. Each unit would have, this unit would have these breakers. This unit would have these breakers. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, but it could all go onto one meter. So then you could just officially like change that. So um, it's, it, let's say really, and most people aren't going to fight this type of a stuff, right? Like this is what it is. Hey, this is, and you know, I don't know. I, I should be charging more because I get free heat, but I don't. Right. But, um, you know, my heat this year on, on my eight unit, I mean, gosh, I got up to like 1100 bucks during the winter. Right. So that's, it's right. a shit ton of coin. <laughs> so, well, we're paying... even though they're probably more expensive, I always rented places where it was like heat included and, yep. you know, included, gas but the rent a little stuff more. like that because it's like, yep. yeah. No, so and and the word is called a utility rider. You could look that up if you want. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, our Airbnb was, uh, was two thousand a month in in oil, um, but that's because we didn't have smart things in there. Um, we got a smart things in there, and I cut off the tabs on the back of one of the buttons because they could set it and then hit this one button and it would just stay at eighty two no matter mm. what. I cut off the tabs that connect to the circuit board. Yep. Can't hit set anymore. So now every two hours it drops back down. And uh, but then oil tripled. So we're still at two thousand, but I'm feeling good about it because we're at two thousand, which means if oil was normal price, we'd be at six hundred a month. Sure. And I mean, I don't know, like I don't know if you're allowed to get um I, I assume you don't have natural gas capabilities, but um propane might be a cheaper option, right? Get that for like a backup type thing. Right. Um, or do electric heat right but electric heat's expensive as shit yeah well I, I don't know much about it but we have we we have this giant commercial boiler in the yeah. barn 
Um, so I don't know. I'm assuming maybe that could change over to propane. I don't know. It's on natural gas right now. Uh, say you'd have to talk to your your boiler guy or your HVAC company. But honestly, like, do you have do you have AC in that place? No. So right, run mini splits. I mean, it's going to cost you what twelve thousand square feet is going to cost you some coin. But mini splits, you can heat and cool. And then you get different zones and you get different things. And that's because, because you're going to take out your whole thing. I would, I would look into something like that. Right. So, cause we, I mean, in theory, we've done that. So, the, mini, the mini split is just electric. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, and then, um, right. It, it, you, if you've ever been into like a restaurant that has like a, a thing on top of the ceiling area that looks like a, a register but you're like it's yeah, really yeah. high up there that's a mini split okay so and you can put it into different rooms again different zones things like that so you know with that right. big that big you can be like hey i want the basement to always be cold or whatever because you don't need to heat that area that's where the game room is stuff like that so right we're getting solar on our land I, and my, my big question was like so are we gonna be able to run power cords from the solar to our house like no no really? can't do that oh that sucks why no, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff involved. There's like you can't just run run solar through the house on a cord. There's something in between to regulate it because yep. you, you can't just keep flowing energy in there. Where's that energy going to go? Um, no, they they just put the solar on and it goes to some central station. And you're, but just, it been cool. you're just selling the solar. We're just we're getting paid for the, the use of our 15 acres. Yep. I say, because the only other thing is, you know, put like a battery system in and then that way it could power your entire house. But yeah, um, yeah, you've probably looked into all that. It's probably expensive. Well, you can't find batteries right now, but no. So I am thinking, thinking in the future that we would take another part of our acres and do personal solar and then be able to do something like that. Then definitely would switch to some sort of electric heat. Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, cut your bills so much. Yeah. So, um, no, I... I'm I'm excited because, you know, you have me you have me wanting to like just go through my house like I again I have a gas powered leaf blower I want to go rent that thing out now for like thirty bucks right just here you go right. have fun like so I, my my real world side hustles channel was supposed to just talk about side hustles but then you know I'm starting up my season this year intense so I'm like you know this is what I'm doing right now this is what I'm gonna make videos about yep. is rental stuff but so I'm gonna keep doing that but one of one of the ways I think making money, the best, one of the best ways of making money, I think is renting stuff, whether it's a house like you do, uh, owning a house, an Airbnb, renting land to a f- whatever, uh, renting tools, renting tents, you know, the, there's whole websites for renting. If I had audio equipment or visual equipment, you could rent it and send it to people like owning something and renting it out is one of the best ways to make money because it's eventually paid for and you're just much higher returns than throwing that in a 401k or whatever well and that's you know that's really how i started out was i mean i've always been that kind of person in my life where it's like all right i have to pay for gas to get back and forth to school this is back in time. how can i do that oh hey a friend of mine needs a ride hey man fill up my gas tank right, and right. My mom, you know go to my mom hey i have to bring my brother okay I'll, I'll i'll pay your gas or you know hey i'll pay your car insurance and then i have another friend Hey, I'll pay, you know, I'll give you money for gas every week. Like I've always, if I've had a bill, I've always found a way to get somebody else to pay it in theory, like my cell phone bill. Um, you know, we have five people on our plan. My wife and I, like we pay like 20 bucks out of our entire plan because everybody else has to pay me for their part. Right. 
they can go get their own for 90 bucks or you can have mine for 60, right? Like right. I'm saving you 30, you're paying me and, and my bill just because I have a business account is cheap, right? Right. I, it's just how, and then when we got into our house, it's like, all right, how can I, you know, I'd move somebody in, have, you know, pay most of my rent or my mortgage and then found a duplex where they upper paid for the lower. And it's like, you're paying my mortgage and this getting paid. And it just kind of scaled from there. Right. <laughs> got lucky. The, uh, there's, there's a, there's a group of apps that I want to use. My, my girlfriend's not too keen on it, but like just renting out your, your, your driveway or a piece of yeah. your yard for an RV or something. Yeah. No. And that like, yeah, your space and all that. And then um, like my, we're talking about renting on our pool. Cause you can do it like by the hour. What? <laughs> it's just, yeah. So there's a, there's a pool app where it's just up. Yep, you can rent it out by the hour. And I'm like, Oh, but I, again, that goes to the insurance question. What's my liability? Because that's the only reason I haven't rent bought a new house and rented out mine. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll probably sell this one. Cause I don't want the insurance liability. Right. Oh, I got to look that up pool app. I'm picturing someone just has like a pool party or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Right. They come for, I don't know. I don't know. It might be an hour, three hours, whatever it is, but yep. They rent out your, your, your pool. Don't get any damn ideas. I'm not running your pool. Yes, you are. I'm just coming over and using That's them. freaking crazy. I, I'm, just, I'm running it for you for some hot dogs and some beer. That's a fact. Okay. I say. There's I, people I that hot dogs. There's people that throw hot tubs on, on a trailer and rent those out. I say one of one of the first people I knew as a landlord um, when I was a kid, he kicked us out of the house or whatever. But yeah, he uh, he did mobile hot tubs. Yeah. So yeah, and then. Eric was a dick, <laughs> but you know, say, and uh, no. so I, I don't park in my garage anymore. I mean, it's not, it's only basically a one car garage with a little extra space. But Storage facility, baby. That's exactly yeah, so, what I think it is. Yeah, maybe Rick sees what he wants to store some stuff in it. I mean, if I pared down, I could park in it, but with the camping gear and right, a lawnmower and a snowblower, and you know, I don't have fancy. You know, backpack powered you know, gas. I have a gas powered leaf mower. I bought an electric one at a point and it moved the leaves about half from where their starting location was. And I'm thinking, yeah, this right. So I, one. I thought about that. Maybe you can speak to it a little bit. Um, do you have any? properties that have a detached garage because then i was thinking like you know that detached garage doesn't need to be part of the property these two people don't need it um, that, that, that guy over there his like house that his mother lives in yeah has she has a three-car garage a detached two-car garage and then a pole barn right so i was oh he, he left i didn't see him leave yeah he had to run downstairs real quick get a pee yeah okay <laughs> all right um, well, when he gets back, I'll ask the question again. Um, I wanted to mention another business that I do. Um, Absolutely. We don't really show much of it because it hasn't taken off yet, but it's called um, Nerf Wars and Jelly Ball. Oh, so yeah. like we have inflatable bunkers and we go to people's backyards and little kids like 12 and under will usually do a Nerf War. Um, and then Jelly Ball, which is like these little tiny Orbeez, you fill them with water mm -hmm. and then it expands. And then there's these guns that shoot them. It's like a step down from paintball. And we do that. And I, th I think literally anyone could do that. You don't need to have the inflatable bunkers. You could just like make PVC bunkers with cloth in between the two pieces of PVC. And we get like 350 a pop for two hours and you could do a bunch of those a day. And uh, that's just kind of a fun thing. Uh, so that, that's a new thing we've been trying to do. 
I you had a question actually, while you were gone. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know you were. I need to actually jump off, so I'm going to let go. But see, like, Adam, see, I might find you on TikTok and ask you some questions because when May. you mentioned you possibly like finding um, whatever they're called, auctions and stuff, because we're looking potentially for one thing that, you know, for our camp for scouts, we used to have a family in there who had a friend who owned, you know, kind of like a rental. He let us or basically borrow a 15 by 15 tent to use as extra shelter over summer camp. They've always been like, oh, I'd be so great if we could do that again. But if I could find one I could buy for $150, $200, I'd be like, hey, you know, let's buy this, you know, 15 by 15 or 20 by 20. And Yep. Just if you message me on TikTok in the comments, just put, you know, your mic from from this show because we'll do. I, don't, I don't look at the names but if you mess and if you message me on Mine would message, be hard to tell anyway because i'm tusking up there okay sick yeah no just direct message him yeah um, that's what I sorry was do. what was your question so my yeah. question was guys. see, see you man so any of your properties have a separated detached garage and do you rent that separately to you know because that's my thought if i get like a duplex I'm not going to have the, these two, two people fight over the garage or whatever. I'm just going to like rent that to a contractor who can just store his tools in it or whatever. Um, do they? Yes. Do I know? You know. So um, like I have some, I have carports quite a bit. And so my higher end one, um, I charge the tenants an extra $35 a month to park their car. Uh, okay. The other one, they get it for free because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> But right. like I should right charge them, um, and I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm a pushover as much as I I can teach you. Doesn't mean I practice what I preach all the time. Right, right, right. right. So, um, but I mean, in one of mine, in one of my places, I have a what is it like thirty six by twenty four? It's a pretty big barn, and I keep most of my shit in the upper mezzanine. <laughs> Right. Mom's garage, my garage, my other garage. Yeah, my stuff's all over. What I want to get into is storage units. Um, I yeah. love the concept of that. Uh, I just you missed out on some. Almost bought one. Yeah, I just missed out on some. I mean, it was my own fault. But um, yeah, I have a friend. I have a bunch of friends that own a crap ton of them. So, um, it, you know, there's not much to it, right? It's it, it's plain and simple. Know your numbers, and boom, there you go. But, no, I have I have a friend, and he, I mean, he he pays for the the, the program, and the program basically just does everything. Yep, like, that's exactly it. I'm saying if you have if you get the gated one where you have the uh, the vending machine where it gives you a lock and all that, it's perfect. So, right. Yep, you can be as hands off as you want. I mean, I have a friend that lives here, owns one in North Carolina, and has visited it on the purchase, and that's it. Right. And just all automated. Yep. So has cameras right so if he has to figure something out like you know if somebody damaged something or if he has to get something yep it's all it's all taken care of right uses the same plow company <laughs> so yep we just had to upgrade ours camera system no our storage unit oh really yeah we went from like a 10 by 10 to i want to say a 10 by 30 jeez time to buy a building well you know right. twenty eight thousand pieces of glass <laughs> yeah um speaking of storage units uh, also there's a lot of rental companies who you know you, you, warehousing is expensive uh you might not have a garage 
I know a lot of rental companies who just rent one of the storage units that can fit an RV, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and they're pretty big ones. And, and then they take over the next one next to them. Or there's some people who only rent a 10 by 20 when they're smaller. One of the biggest companies I know, and they're currently making multi-millions a year. They started out of a storage unit and took over like the next eight next to them. And then eventually got a warehouse. So like, if you want to get into some sort of rental company, you don't necessarily need to be afraid of storage. Just go get a storage unit. And, you know, I mean, it sucks to pay the hundred dollars a month, but if you're not making that, you shouldn't be renting a storage unit in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, no, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I look at, I look at all different types of avenues, but then you, you, I always have to revert back to do what you know and do it, do what like focus on your business, grow your business, right? Understand yeah, exactly. what your business is, right? And then everything else from there, then then figure out if you want to expand into something else. Yeah, don't like I'm in the rental business. I'm not gonna invent, I'm not gonna go into the food business. Right. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at how many more pieces of the pie of the rental business or the wedding or event business are there, yep. which is how we got into the restroom trailers. Like um every wedding I'm setting up, I see the same old dude with his van and a restroom trailer. And I'm like, well, you know, and he's there and he's out in 15 minutes and he makes a thousand dollars. I'm like, all right, we're gonna, it's crazy. We're, we're going to start doing this. This old dude's going to stop being at our tents. And uh, so then we got it. And now, you know, we're the old dudes at the tents. <laughs> the rest of the trailer. Um, no, and that's like, how much do one of those trailers cost? Oh, they cost a lot more now as everything. Um, I've, I've only seen one. I've only been inside one and I was so happy to take a piss on that thing i'm not gonna lie yeah, like, way way better than blue water and a pile of poop yeah it was just yeah. weird like i i mean, had a sink and everything and i'm sitting here, like i was kind of half dancing in the damn thing <laughs> so so our first one we lucked out there was some guy who canceled his order so it would have been twenty four thousand, but we got it for 20 sure. our second one um there was this inn near me and they went under and they just left their trailer there they just defaulted on the loan um they had they had it because they had an event site off of the inn um and the new owners were dirtbags and they've been using this thing for four years for free so it took me four years to track down who owned the paper on it uh because it it changed constantly and i finally found the guy and i was like yeah we'll give you eight thousand for it and he immediately said yes which means he paid pennies on the dollar for it we could have said five thousand he would have said yes right so our second one we got for eight thousand because of you know foreclosure on it basically, and then our most recent one, which is luxury, luxury, um, was forty thousand. <laughs> Damn, good for but you. But it's a di- it's a different company, and they're much better. Our first company, our first two are from this one company, and they're yeah. kind of they're kind of chintzy. They kind of you know, this new one is like you know it's a Lamborghini. Yeah, uh, everything works perfectly on it, and it's just like high quality. So forty for it's not. That deal. Where do you where do you dump all your stuff? So there's different ways you can do it. So if anyone's getting into restroom trailers, your first way is you're just you're just going to bring it back to your place and pay a septic guy to t- pump it out. Um, if you go to a city one, it usually doesn't work because the the pipes higher than the lower of the trailer. Uh, so you just pay a septic guy. Uh, if we're near a campsite you can go to the campsite and dump it for seven bucks. You just angle the trailer down, put a hose in the back toilet. It dumps out into theirs. Cause there's, there's our ground level, just like a little sewer septic thing. Sure. It's like seven to 10 bucks. You can do it at a campsite, hundred bucks. You can pay the guy 
Um, but then if you get really big and you got a bunch, you just get a, a pump at your warehouse or wherever you're storing them and you pump it into an above ground septic tank sure. or, or below if you already have one. And then you just pay someone to come once a month or whenever to empty that. Not bad. Not I mean, at all. I, uh, huh. I got to get into the shitter business. So <laughs> I didn't want to do it for the longest time because I'm like, I don't want to deal with shit. But then you research it like you never see it because it goes into a tank and then it just gets pumped out. You never see poop. Nothing. Yep. Um, and it's one of the fastest things. Like, sure, you might spend an hour. To, you got to spend like an hour to clean it after every event. Uh, but you pay someone 30 bucks to do that. Uh, but you literally just drive it somewhere, drop it off, just 15 minutes to set it up, leave, then come and get it. Yep. And then pay someone to pump it. It's just, it's like super easy money. So a thousand bucks to rent it, 150 bucks for cleaning and pumping. So, you, I mean, you've made 850 bucks minus your gas to get there. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a bad little gig. Not at all. Yeah. I, uh, I think you need to start renting uh, uh, golf carts. Oh, so uh, I've looked into it. I've looked into it a lot and I've talked to a lot of companies about it. Uh, so one big company that used to do it there, they were out of it. We're out. We're done. We're never doing it again. And they, they just said the insurance gets way too expensive, like way more than you even make because it's always drunk people. And there's always no, an accident. No. <laughs> I'm saying. It's not like we got yelled at for fucking doing NASCAR. I can't imagine being drunk on a golf course in a golf cart. No, it's it's so it's not for the well, there's that wedding. Bring it. No, I I understand. I'm just saying, even yeah. on the golf course. Even on the golf course, but I don't people don't get as drunk or as stupid. People don't get as stupid on the golf course. Some say, people do. Some people well, do. Some people do. <laughs> yeah, some people are jumping the Apparently we haven't golfed together. (laughs) I remember going down a hill once and it was a little wet. So I yanked that thing to the side and I spun all the way down the hill. But also there's another thing. The people who are getting drunk on the golf course are capable drunks. The people at a wedding is just some 120 pound girl who never rode a golf cart before and is also not that great at life to begin with. Um, So she's crashing it. You've met her too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um what uh what do you want to expand into um airbnb more just because it's like more pro- it's really profitable uh just regular rentals i want to be i want to be done with this manual labor event stuff like in the next five years i want to be more like really hands-off and i'm really pushing like affiliate marketing too okay I have I have another TikTok channel and a YouTube channel where I just like the YouTube channel just started out where I just if I bought something from Amazon and I review it with the link and then the TikTok channel I just take other people's videos of reviews and just change them a little bit and put it up and put the link and then those videos go on YouTube and so I'm not making any content I'm just reusing other people's content and uh, putting the link and uh, just trying to make money off of that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, affiliate market I mean, seems like, and that's the thing. It seems like everybody's doing that right now, right? Like, I, I was watching a guy who, so I do magic. I'm, I'm a magician, right? Okay. Woo woo. And I was watching this guy. That's what he did. And uh, all of a sudden, he just kept talking about affiliate marketing and, hey, how this is how you started. And this is how, and I was like, wait, your whole YouTube channel just changed. I like you here. I don't like you here. 
right. it's like, man, I don't need to buy everything. I already buy enough stupid shit. Right. I mean, I do want a fill and chill table. Don't get me wrong, but. If, if I had an affiliate link for that, I would have linked it somewhere, but that's not my first thought. Like on, on my main YouTube tent guy and this real world site house, my first thought is not talking about something I can affiliate link. My other TikTok and YouTube, that's all that that is, is just showing neat products. Um, I, I made a video about this one time. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I have another YouTube channel called Coin Pushing Craziness. What a coin pushing machine. And I just filmed myself playing it. People yes. fucking watch it. Millions. Of, I'm, I have been looking for a coin pusher, right? Just so I can sit at home and fill it with $100 bills and fucking stupid other products that I'm never going to use. Like here, iPad Air fucking headphones and watch it fall, watch it fall. And I'm like, it's just my money recirculating. I'm okay. Right, right. right? But people watch that shit all they day. Do. I watch it, right? Like, I'm not afraid to admit that. So, you, so when you're watching one of those channels, if you ever came across it, do you know that they're not at a casino, no matter how much they say they're at a casino? Yes. Yeah. Because if there's a casino that had that, I would be at that casino. Yeah. Just casinos, about that. casinos can't legally have those games. Right. Um, and I forget why, because it's, it's not. It, it, you can't regulate it in a sense of guaranteed wins and losses. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm in my comments, people are like, what casinos is that? And I just don't say anything. And, but in my videos, I don't say like I'm at a casino either, but I don't say I'm not. Right. (laughs) Don't say I'm not. No. I mean, what do you put? I, now I have to watch it. Like, what do you put for your prizes that you win? Um, so I bought these fake looking AirPod things. I bought some fake Bitcoin things. I bought some fake gold. I actually did put $50,000 of real cash in there. I thought that video was going to blow up, but. Not so it much, did. huh? It didn't. Huh. Um, I put fake poker chips that looked like they came from a casino in there. That that one blew up because I said it's four hundred fifty thousand dollars worth. Um, just you know, just so I put a fake Magic the Gathering cards. You know, like the power. Not I don't know if you guys ever played Magic. I'm yeah. saying the dude. I'm telling you, you and I are like you. Just you're in New York. I happen to be in Michigan. Like. Right. You're just only six years older than me. I definitely know what the Power Nine is. All right, so yeah, put fake Power Nine in there. Um, you know, just just whatever. Yeah. You, you why did you do fake? You couldn't do the the real stuff. I don't have the real stuff. I got. Oh, I, got I can a, send it I to you. Set of fake. <laughs> right. Um. So what? I started playing Magic. You know, first set. I didn't yeah. have Black Lotus, but yeah. the kid across the street from me, his deck had Black Lotus. His deck had Time Spiral. Yeah. he had all those things and so somehow they just went missing you know his mom sold them or whatever but of course but man yeah. yeah no i uh i so that's how i made it through high school most people don't know that so uh i was actually top 10 in the state of michigan for magic for the longest time really um yeah i just uh and then and then later magic became about who can spend the most money yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that bugged me right like it's kind of stopped but you know um i was i got here's the ones i'm trying to sell right now (laughs) parallel lives that shot up that's like 40 bucks um i don't know how you feel no one likes playing me i got a really great sliver deck there you go Um, i'll play you any day my sliver deck fucking i you know everyone everyone just destroys me as soon as we start playing i can never win with it sure if we if we play one-on-one my slivers just destroy (laughs) chances no, I, uh, I, no, I, I used to enjoy playing. Um, I, I mean, I played a 
12 year old kid that came to my house because he was into it and i was like hey i got some stuff and he he was all giddy to play and i didn't play him forever so um you know i still i still keep some stuff around for the just in case but right i I don't know we we would spend and back then like you'd win you know you'd win packs and so we either i'd either sell the unopened packs or i'd open it and pull and then you know sell all that type stuff and yeah that's that and hustling and bowling was the only way I made it through life. <laughs> right. How many? How many of the power nine you got? You got them graded or just? No, I don't have anything graded, but I I, I own the entire set. Really? Wow. Yep. No, but they're like you couldn't send them in; they wouldn't get a good grade. They probably could. I mean, but um, they just sit in a binder and all on the front page, and I look like a badass. So right. It's nothing nothing more fun when you go to like talk to people about what to trade, and they're like, oh oh holy shit. <laughs> right yeah um here's i traded i traded traded for all of it too really yep every last one of it here's a weird thing i did um you guys know the game hero quest no um all right so it's like dungeons and dragons but i don't i I, I never played it it's a game from the 80s but it's got its own board and own characters and stuff and its own cards well I, i just started noticing people like love this game and it's going for crazy on ebay so I just found all the cards online, uh, downloaded them, put them in Photoshop, colored them, and sent them off to a professional printer. And I, I got like, they got so many cards, like so many different sets of decks. And I just professionally printed them for 10 bucks a deck. And I sell them for 40 bucks a deck on eBay. Jeez. And that's the easiest kind of eBay because you have a hundred of something and you just list it once, but plenty yep. to a hundred. Yep. I hate having a hundred of different things and having to do a hundred different listings. Just, yeah say no that's a i mean that's a way to do it um for a while gosh i had had multiple different friends that would do different things so i had a guy who would take a a foil card be able to acetone the top of it and then he would print anything you wanted out of foil so like right black lotus black lotus has never come in foil but all of a sudden now you have a shiny you have a shiny black lotus and so you would do that and be really cool and then I don't remember how many cards, but I had a friend that would make 3D cards. So he would take 24 copies of the same card, slice it, and then cut out everything. And then it'd be a 3D card of that card. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, There's a guy I follow on TikTok. He takes a thrift store painting and paints like a AT-AT in there or a dinosaur or something, you know, on a farm. And it's a, you know, $2.00. Thing from their thrift store he spent some time on it and he sells them consistently on his website for 450 bucks shut the fuck up this yeah. is great oh, I, I love hearing these types of things because um i do vinyl stickers and i used to do t-shirts and that was one of my little companies um and i made the wrong decision on that one but so i got i got to the point where i was making just the same in that as i was in my career but back then you know, we were young and I was like, all right, do I, do I stop and try to build this or do I keep what's guaranteed and kind of focus on the real estate thing and guarantee myself insurance? Well, I chose to close the t-shirt stuff and I had my kid and she got, I mean, my daughter has everything shiny and every, every ones you could ever imagine <laughs> with whatever she wanted on it. Um, and I still do stuff for my daughter nothing really else i mean do we pay for these yeah we <laughs> pay for these I, I don't, you paid for them instead of make them yeah, yeah but i only do i only do one colors or two color type things but right. um yeah the basics but uh no i 
I don't know. I do a lot of, I start a lot of things and then go, all right, what am I going to do with it? So another question I had for you on your business, you said you want to be out of it in five years. Do you want to hire a general manager or do you want to sell the company? And it's easy to sell a rental company. So on my one channel called how I started, or no, actually I put it on my tent guy channel because it was tent related. I interviewed a broker who sells rental businesses and his main thing was like, no one's going to buy a rental business that doesn't make a million plus a year. I'm at 640. So no one's going to buy my business. Um, it's going to go to auction if, if it does go to, you know, if that's the way it goes. Um, this is for anyone who's listening. This is the main thing to learn. What are one of the main things to learn is you need to set your business up so that it doesn't need you. You can leave for a month or two. Uh, I didn't do that. My, my, my business does need me. If I'm gone for a while, it's not going to run. I'm, I'm slowly trying to get it there, but uh, someone's going to want to come into a business and they don't want to put in 80 hours a week. They, they're comfortable with 40, but they'd be more comfortable with eight. They want to come into a business that runs itself that doesn't need you. So if you are building a business that you think what you're one day going to sell, set up every system that you can so it doesn't need you and you'll be able to get top dollar for it. Because people are looking at that this as an investment. They don't want to come in and buy a job. They want to come in and buy a business that's running and will stay running. Unless it's making the million that you're talking, right? People, well, people, people. Will yeah, yeah. One thing I will say, and I guess what I try to teach people is, is never go into a business intending to sell because then you'll fail because you won't run it. You won't run it like a business and continue to grow it the way you're supposed to. Right. I mean, you won't beat the inflation aspect of things, but um, no, I mean, right. You you said it great. Make sure people don't want to buy a business that they have to work their ass off in. Right. Exactly. Like Um, a a single plumber, he may have a great business, but it's just him and maybe one dude. mm -hmm. No one's going to come in and buy that business because they're going to have to come in and replace you. Yep. They may buy the plumbing business where the, the owner sits in the office and just takes the phone calls and organizes jobs. And he's got 30 people that goes out and do things. Um, that's the plumbing business they'll buy, but they're not going to buy your little plumbing business. Sure. You may make 600,000 a year, which is you and one dude, but no one's going to buy that. The only, okay. So um, the only thing I'll say about that is if you have a plumbing business or a HVAC business or like, you know, what. Um, a business of trade, the only person that will buy it from you is an apprentice aspect of a person that you've gone right. through. Like another employee that's just says, Hey, this name's already been established. You know that it's worth it. Pay me land contractor, pay me, you know, or I don't even know what you'd call it. It wouldn't be land contract, but like, right. Pay me monthly and you can just make payments on the cost that I want. Um, excuse me. And then the only business I know that a company will come in and pay you, even though you're the employee is, a, is a, a trash business, a garbage truck business. Granted, right. you, you're you a little different in New York because I think you guys have, um, like the city does your stuff or at least- No, no, not always. So, so like there's there's some guy I knew who just started, it was cheaper to bring, throw the garbage in his pickup truck and bring it. Yep. And he started doing his neighbors and then he started doing the whole neighborhood and then he got a trailer and, the, and then he got a compacting trailer and then he got a truck and now he's the biggest company in the area. Um, sure. So you- only the major, not major, but, you know, the municipalities that have, you know, their sure. own city thing, yeah. everywhere else it's private. Because, like, I had a buddy that he grew to 250 people on his route, 
Um, cause you just went and bought a garbage truck and then just, you know, he's like, I only have to dump it every so often until I get to the next biggest, you know, the next step, the next step. And, um, yeah. And then he had like 250 people on his route and like everybody knows waste management, I guess. Right. They came in and just offered him money and said, here, get the fuck out. <laughs> we take right. the client now. We'll take and your so, route. Yep. And, uh, yeah. so that's a business you build just to sell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like really it is. I, I, because I don't know what it is, but it's like the top three in that, in that company or in that market literally don't want any com- competition. No, they right. really just want to own that damn thing. Yeah. I've never seen anything else like it. Cause it's, it's a business of scale. <clears throat> you want the routes that are all like near each other. Yep. You don't want to go from this house and then another house a mile away. You want every house in between there. Cause that's only an extra two or three minutes, but the, how much they're paying outweighs those two or three minutes. Yeah. Um, I do have one more suggestion that this guy gave me on selling a business. Like, if you do want to sell a business, it's not just like you decide that day and next month you're going to sell. It's like a three-year process because if you don't already have the systems in place for you not to have to be there, you have to get those in place. Plus, you still have to keep maintaining your inventory. You can't just decide I'm going to sell and then let everything go to crap. And you have to come up with a plan so that when someone comes in and they say, well, how would you make more money? you need to say like, well, I would target these people. I would do this. I would invest in that. Um, so it's like, it's like a two to three year process. You say you want to sell and then you start getting everything ready to sell. And then you can sell. It's not, I'm going to sell in the next month. Someone's going to buy it. Yeah. We've talked to a couple of friends, uh, friend of friends of ours own a, a comic book shop. Right. And he worked there for a while and it was like, Hey, all right, you want to buy it? All right. Hey, you're going to stay on for a year. So that way these customers get to know me and you and you're vouching for me the entire time right like here and then so like that transition can take a while um we talked to a subway franchisee right like it is it is not just an instant sale of things and people don't understand that like it's not real estate where hey you go to the closing table and oh good luck (laughs) right right yeah um you know i i don't know i got offers for my apparel company um and like i should have sold it but the hard part was I didn't want to give away my clientele list because I was just like, it's not going to do you any good. You just don't know that because like you, they didn't come to me saying, Hey, will you stay on while I get to know your people and you can vouch for me. They were just right. like, Hey, I get your list. And I was like, that's just going to fail you. Cause they think you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you're not me. Right. right? Like you're, you're, you're not going heck. Yeah. I can do that tomorrow. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, and business ownership, you, I mean, you're trying to work less, but like, really you're working 20 hours a day some days and you don't know it, yeah. you know, that tent's got to go up one way or another, right? Whether you, oh, hit a yeah, freaking, yeah. whether you hit a stone in the ground that you have to get there, like it's got to go up. There's the funny, I, I see it often. Like, I don't want to work a nine to five job, so I'm going to work for myself. And I ended up working 24 seven. Yep. I say my, my phone goes off all the time, right? Well, I mean, people are saying to my wife all the time, well, you're only open from Thursday to Sunday. So you have, you know, three days off every week. Yep. No, she works those three days. She has to get inventory. She has to do social media. She has to, you know. Yep. Oh, and, and, you know, I look at it and just say, I'm not doing, I'm not being a good business owner right now. Like my taxes were due back April 15. It's May 18. And I just sent my accountant a copy of my fucking driver's license. Right. I just sent a copy of like one of my investment portfolios. I just sent something right. else. And I'm like, Hey, these other three things, 
I'm going to get him to you. (laughs) Right. Thanks for that extension. I messed up my sales tax this past year. Usually in the beginning of the year, I marked the dates because I got to pay it four times a year. Yep. But last year I was going through the, the, it was right when I was getting separated and I was going crazy. I was doing a bunch of sugar baby stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, Smart man. and, and a bunch of other stuff like that. And I just didn't pay attention. And I never marked it. And I missed all my sales tax dates. And yeah. now I'm screwed. <laughs> no, and that's like, it's hard. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, and dude, here it is May. And I'm, I'm five months behind on this year's, right? Cause like normally my computer, I have everything <laughs> spreadsheet. In my head, I know I just spent, you know, $7,000 on a roof, $7,000 on a roof. Like, but it's not written down. <laughs> Right, right. Like, I, I, you know, I'll, I now, I now have to pull all of my credit card or my debit card transactions and go, all right, where's this allocated to? What property? And, right. I know, I know I've paid cash for stuff because I pay cash for a lot of things because we know what cash gets us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can still write it off, right? Like, what you do with it, that's not my problem. I've paid you, right. <laughs> you know? So, right. um, it's just, we, I'm I'm five months behind. I literally got to kick myself in the ass. <laughs> it happens every so often. I'm normally I'm really good, but I've, I've been 12 years in this business and this is my worst year yet. Yeah. So, um, I got I, I got one more thing I want to. Well, we can course. keep going forever, but yeah, I, of course I, I we always, can. I always want to keep get this into every interview as well. Um, for anyone who's thinking about starting a business, I know we talk about books. Like, don't really we don't really like books, but um, any business that you're thinking about starting there is at least five to 10 to 20 Facebook groups about that business. So go join it. And by two months later, you may decide, uh, yeah, I don't want to be in that. Or you're going to learn from all these people's mistakes. Everyone on these Facebook groups wants to share and will answer all your questions. And you'll be five, 10 years ahead when you're starting this business, because you learned everything from these people before you even put a penny down for your business. 100%. And also, so the other, I'm going to jump on that. Sorry. When you join these Facebook groups, understand there's people in there that are also in the same spot where you want to learn, but they'll give their fucking opinion and they're the stupidest people I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the real, I'm in so many real estate freaking groups, right? And I still call myself a beginner because I'm not, I'm not ended, right? Like I'm still beginning my journey. And the, the answers I see from some of these people are just, blows my mind how stupid people are and i'm just like right. okay. so so find find somebody that you agree with their answer and why they gave the answer because i know that i don't sell myself at all um when it comes to texting if you talk to me in person i'm a pretty intelligent person but like texting it's just straight answer like yes no this is why boom done like right. i don't spelling you don't worry about not a, Grammar, not a, fucking, worry about. Not a fucking chance right like this is right. this is your answer right you know, well, real estate's so broad. I do imagine there's a bunch of dummies in there. But if you like, you go to a bounce, a bounce house group. Yeah, uh, it's there are dummies, but it, the smart people outweigh. Like I, I have joined some Facebook groups where it's kind of a more broad thing, and I'm just like, all right, I'm out of here. These yeah. people are dumb. Well, you yeah. know, like I'd get somebody who'd be like, "Hey, my tenant shot the front window. Should I charge them?" <laughs> right. Like honestly, please don't even own fucking real estate. Right. Like. You, honest don't charge them i don't care you're gonna you're and i and i usually tell people i'm like if you're asking this question you should probably sell your property right and <laughs> like why and i was like because literally for the rest of your life you're just gonna hemorrhage money and this is never gonna make you anything 
And you have to understand that because shooting a window turns into breaking a toilet turns into like, Hey, I broke the surround in my shower. Like you're, you're, well, they pay on time. Great. <laughs> like that's right. fucking great. Right. Just, I don't know. I, not, not even an over-exaggeration. It's probably an under-exaggeration of some of the stupid shit I've been like, just the questions and there's no such thing as a dumb question but like yes there is you should really think about it before you ask it you know right i'm and basically they should re rethink about how they should ask it hey how would i charge my tenant for this broken window that they did right, right. <laughs> like hey the tenant said a bird flew into the window am i responsible uh did they give you the dead bird right like right. is it you know but there's only a hole that's the size of a bb <laughs> Yeah, the, the beak just stuck right into it. Good job, buddy. Well, you know, right. I, I, I used to do that post on Facebook of, no, you're not allowed to do this at break room therapy. Oh, God, yeah. I, I used to be the one who was like, I would do that. <laughs> and it would just be some of the dumbest shit that you couldn't even think up, and people are doing it. And it's like, come on. So, you know, we put all of the glass in a crate. Okay, it's a plastic crate. You're there right. to break glass. And people will start wailing on the fucking crate. So I'll go in there. No, you're not allowed to break the crate. This idiot. Oh, no, if I paid for it, I, I'm breaking it. I'm breaking the crate. <laughs> so he comes with a group of friends. I said, by the way, if anybody breaks the crate, Nick pays 50 bucks for it. Right. Like, I have to fight these assholes for the crate, right? Because I'm like, damn, I'm not going 50 bucks deep. But <laughs> I told him, I said, it's a break room. I would break everything, every aspect of this whole thing. I, I want to break it all. Right. Um, Even the lights up top. Yeah. That's a fact, right? Like I can throw that high. I got this. <laughs> so, um, now you see, so you want to get more into real estate. You you actually mentioned something earlier. You said, "Hey, it's a better investment than like four hundred one k." So, do you invest into anything like crypto, four hundred one k, Roth IRAs, anything like that? Yeah, so I max out those whatever whatever the max is. Sure. Um, and then I got a separate E-Trade for, it's called BFIAX, which just follows the S&P 500. Sure. Um, I did get heavy into AMC. Uh, did you sell yeah. at the right time? Uh, I So because I was going through the divorce, I did sell at the right time. Um, so that it was after the, it was, I sold right before the, the signing things. Because then after that, whatever is yours is yours. Um, but then I bought back in and I'm down. So, but not, not too crazy. Um, and then I do some crypto right, right now I got like a hundred dollar recurring buy in Bitcoin and this and that. Um, I, I've never really lost money on crypto. Um, I've always made money, but now I'm just more into the long thing. Um, there are some people like there's this guy I follow on TikTok called the freedom hustler where he just rents out RVs and he's got a bunch of properties and he hates 401ks and stuff because he's rather take his money and put it in other stuff, which when you're young, yeah, it's, that's great and amazing. It's return, you know, the returns are higher on investing in RVs and businesses and stuff. But if I, I know I got this extra money. I'm not going to buy a house with that money. So let's, let's throw it in, into there. Sure. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with those. I'm, I'm a diverse person, right? It's not the fact that I won't go buy another house or do whatever. It's that <clears throat> I want to guarantee my end right my 401k even if it goes in half it's still half my um index funds if it goes in half it's still half like my real estate if it plummets it's half like 
But if my real estate cuts and it's dead, I'm out, right? So if I have half of everything at the end, I'm still worth something, right? Like right. I I don't put all my eggs in one basket in a general sense. Sure. Am I 80% heavy in real estate? 100%, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but you know, I invest in a bunch of different things. We do have I, lots of avenues. I wish I listened to, you know, I, they all tell you like, start investing now. You're 18, put 50 bucks a month away and then put more. I wish I listened to them. No one listens to them. I did. But you did? Yeah, I'm, Good. I'm the first to admit that. So I, yeah, I wish I put 50 bucks in when I was 18 a month and, th- and then turn it to a hundred and then 200 and, yeah. you know, eventually you max out those, those, you know, tax advantage ones, but then you just switch to index funds or whatever. Yep. Um, I wish I did that, but I didn't. So <laughs> I, my, my flip every year I do, I usually do a flip every year. And uh, my first one uh, that I close of the year, I throw in what my 6,900 that you can throw in or whatever yep. it is for Roth IRA um and it just boom there it is right uh guaranteed to go in there i don't ask questions and and so like that's how my mind thinks is just set it forget it right you said you do 100 bucks on a month or whatever i mean i'm at 100 bucks in my betterment every single it's funny because every thursday i get a or sorry every week i do 100 and uh i get a an email reminder or something that's like hey your deposit's been made and i was like oh shit i keep forgetting about that damn thing but um we talked about crypto uh, I got a free $15 on the Super Bowl. You did. Right. Uh, because David texted me on the Super Bowl and was like, hey, get this. And I was like, all right. So I signed up for Coinbase. And my crypto is only worth $10. Yeah, it went right, down. Right. Yeah, it 33% down loss. That's a fucking loss. How much did you pay for that? Zero dollars, zero cents. There you go. You know how right. much it's worth? $10. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm not selling it. So well, that's <laughs> right. 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 That's just the big key. Is your business, are you the only person do you have employees in your business me yeah i do not have any legal employees okay so if like i know that sounds weird but no i do not have any w-2s okay so there's this really weird thing you could do um for a 401k for yourself because right now like we're thinking self-employed we got the iras and and the sep ira and things like that yep um you could switch over to 401k as a solo entrepreneur and you can put $450,000 away tax-free per year up to that. There, there's, I, I don't, I interviewed a guy. I didn't quite understand everything he was saying. It's on my, how I started business or YouTube channel, yep. but he sets up these whole systems for solopreneurs where they're saving $450,000 a year tax-free. It's a 401k on top of a 401k on top of this. Yep. And, but it only really works for solo people. Sure. Huh. That's something, I mean, something to look into. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. It's funny because I was drinking with a bunch of people and a kid was, talk- <clears throat> a kid was kind of talking about that. And I was like, yeah, no, 21,000 is the most I've ever heard of type thing. But I, he did say some ridiculous number. And, but now that you're the second person to tell me, I'll actually look into it. Like I give a shit because again, we were drinking and I was like, I don't trust anything right now. Right. <laughs> so um, it doesn't, it can work if you got a bunch of employees, but then all those employees, you have to match them the highest rate and you have to give them the best things, but really is advantageous for like, he does a lot of YouTube people who are making millions a year. Just they're the only, they're the, they're the YouTube. It's their, that's the entire business. And it's just them. Yeah. Um, 
I'll, I mean, I don't know. I will have employees because my daughter will work for me um, because I can, oh, yeah. get that, I can get that as a tax write-off. Right. Um, and she picks up sticks and does stuff. Have you ever been audited? Not by like that. I've been audited by like the Department of Labor. Sure. Um, I think someone called, but every everyone on everyone is I do it all legal. Um, I, yeah, there's some people who are you know they come in and they just get cash. But I, I got hit because I had these contractors, and they were they weren't really doing it as like this is what the job costs. They were there for like a year, and they were just more hourly. And I got hit with them because they they ended up considering them employees. Sure. No, I uh, I mean I've been audited, so it's like I just. I don't know. I don't want to explain that I paid my daughter, you know, $2,000 because when I go mow lawns, she picks up sticks and she like, I have, I, and it's funny because I take pictures and I shared on Facebook about my daughter and I'm just like, here she is screwing in the screws. And yeah, I had to finish up the screw, but it's like, she works. Right. I mean, great, right. it's not extremely physical labor type. It doesn't matter what I pay her. I don't pay her an astronomical amount of money, but granted, I also give her bonuses because I should be writing off the fucking ice cream we go get every time, you know, right, right. Uh, the, the jungle juice or whatever that we go get at the stupid gas station for a buck. I should write that off every single time. Like, you know, but I just don't, I don't ever test it and push it. So, you know, I think her, her piggy bank is worth more than my change sitting at home. I'll tell you that much, but right. Um, yeah. Occasionally I get things in the mail from the IRS or the New York state and it says, Oh, you owe an extra one ninety eight. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, sure. you know, like here's your money. I'm like, I'm not gonna question why. I'm not gonna, you know, yep. open that bag of worms. Yeah. What uh do you have do you have any kids? Um, so my ex we, she had a kid. So okay. we I never officially adopted him, we just changed his name. So sure. no, my new girlfriend, we're just we're kind of anti-kids. So if you guys got kids, it's you know totally cool. I just don't like them. No, that's fine. Uh I say David hates kids. Uh, I like no. my twenty-seven-year-old. Yeah, I say, and the girls I coach. And, and the, that's and it. the kids we coach. Yeah, I say, and my daughter's. She's all right. So I like your no. daughter. She just hates me. Yeah. No, I. Uh, we we both do a lot of youth things. So um, no, I. Uh, you know, and and we talked about it on the last episode. It's like I was in my business so much to where it's like if I didn't have one. I understood like this is where I'm going to head but if now that I have one like it, it's a great for me so right. if you if you don't have it that's completely fine um now I seen that you had a box truck do you have your chauffeur's license for that <laughs> no I don't know what a chauffeur's license is do they not have that in New York don't ask me chauffeur's license uh so like you know, you know what a CDL is, right? So yeah, yeah. It's just, it's below that. So that way it doesn't have air brakes and it doesn't have these types of things. So that way you can drive a box truck or drive a limo. Oh, right. No. So the, I own a 16 footer and all. Oh, it's too short. Needed. Yeah. And That's then true. we rent 26 footers, but they don't have air brakes. Sure. Um, occasionally, I mean, one year they gave us air brakes and they're just like, whatever, we don't care. Um, yeah. But so yeah, the most I go up to is 26 footers. So I own one that's mostly for the winter because I don't want to rent a truck like once a week here and there. Uh, and then in the summer, that truck is just way too small. So we rent two 26 footers in every rental company. Like my friend rents at least 30 trucks a summer and he owns like two trucks. There's no reason to own 30 trucks. That's very, very expensive. Sure. And renting them is just a complete write-off and you're only using them for six months of the year. So the other six months, you don't need 30 trucks. Sure. So most rental companies just rent 
um, what they need for the summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. We have too many rent. Now, if I tell you we have too many rental places around here, what would you say? That's good because you, you're talking about rental trucks, like. No, like, like, sorry for like canopies and chairs and tables and stuff. Should I start a business or uh, should I just understand there's too many rental places around? No, there's more than enough for everyone to go around. Like we say, we cut off weekends. There's, there's just not enough to go around and no one company can handle it. And you just, you just want to mainly differentiate yourself as always having clean stuff. Like some of these companies around you probably are just dirty and cheap. And there is a market for that. And I don't target that market. Like, I don't want to go to someone's house for two tables and 30 chairs. Sure. Um, I want to, I want to go for, you know, at least 500 or more. So those are the people we target, the people who want the clean stuff and are going to pay for it. And I, I, I have this one friend who he, he buys glasses that are it's $60 per wine glass that he's buying. And he's renting them out for $15 a piece. And it's like, who the hell's paying for that? Well, wow. He's he's targeted a luxury rental. Everything he has is luxury and it's very expensive. And he explains to his customers, like, you're not just paying for the item. You're paying for the exclusivity of the item to sit in my warehouse and only go out to you this month. Um, so there, there's all these different niches. Like if you've got a bunch of people in your area doing $50 bounce houses, you know, I won't go into that, but like the, the niche luxury thing or the wedding side or just the clean, clean backyard barbecue instead of some crappy backyard barbecue. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to a barbecue, do you set up all the chairs or do no. you, so you just put them on a pallet and they have to set them out where they feel like, yeah, we have these mover dollies, you know, they're green carpet on them, great wheels. We just drop them off in their yard and we tell them, I, I made stickers on the back that say stack this side up. So they're always stacked. And I said, you need to stack them back up or we're going to charge you. And I said, this is because if we have to go to every single yard and pick up every single chair, the chairs are now going to be $3 instead of $1.50. So this saves everyone time or saves everyone money because we can just come in and grab them. That's great. Um, if people want it set up, we, I've learned my lesson. Um, they need to provide a diagram, even if it's just chicken scratch on a paper. And I only set up to that diagram. There's no move this here, move that there. And sure. we charge, depending on how I'm feeling, anywhere from 150 to 300 an hour to set up to your diagram. <laughs> depending on how I'm feeling. Depending on how, how they're treating me on the phone or in person. Yeah. What's the farthest you'll go? Uh, so recently, I just decided to bring it in. There's like... If, if I accept a job that's two hours away, next week I'm getting a call for the same equipment that's 15 minutes away. So I'd rather just wait. Um, I went all the way to Rochester before. I, I've driven to New York City for two tables. Um, it, was a, it was a film crew, it was a film show. I forget, it was a Showtime show called The Nick. And they needed two of my farm tables to look rustic for whatever period there. And they ended up paying me $2,000 for two tables. But I'd probably say no to that now because it's just like, you know, I don't know. Nobody likes to go into New York. So. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. I, I had a pickup truck, never been in there before. Everyone's aggressive. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. But at the time when I was like 25, $2,000 to drive New York City was cool, but now I'd say no to that. So yeah. we've, we've brought it in. Just be, I, last, We have this one town near us. It's called Old Forge, New York. It's very, you know, mountainy, rustic. 
I told everyone that we used to do business there. I'm like, we're not coming up here next year. We're done. And that's because like everywhere there's fucking boulders under the ground or you, you can't get in their driveway. Or when you do get in their driveway, then you got to go down towards the water and just everything sucks about it. And I was just like, you know, this, I, this makes me mad every time we have to go up there. So we're just done. Sure. Um, so and that comes with time like and when you're young you're just like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna yes, yes, yes. you'll chase money but yeah. then as, as you get older or you start making more money you're just like i don't need to say yes to these things i, I just say no and like, get the business that's closer or the business that's easier i used to say yes to these very complicated things and now i just i just say no like the tent halfway over a fence like the fence is going through the tent we'd say yes to that and now I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And if you want us, want us to do it, we're going to charge you an extra 3000 for it. What do you mean? Well, it's a lot of work to get to a tent over a fence. Yep. I have to hire more people for that. Yep, it's so. going to take a lot more time. And there's an opportunity cost too. Like if I say yes to the job, it's two hours away. I could have had four jobs in my town. Um, and whatever I'm charging for delivery is not making up for those four jobs in town that I could have done in those two hours. So I'd rather do those four jobs in town and maybe potentially lose that big order somewhere because I'm making more profit in town. Say it's smart. Um, let's say, Adam, uh, anything else you want to give us advice on or any information you'd like to share with us? I said my main two things. Know what business you're in because you may be thinking you're in one business, but you're actually in another. Really, really focus in on that and figure out what business you actually do every day. Yep. And number two was, if you're thinking about getting a business, go join a Facebook group and start talking to people. Sure. Um, I, I know this probably goes without saying to you, we're going to want to have Adam back at some point. That's a fact. Just say, we hope that we can get you to back, come back again. Yeah, I'm um, cool with that. This was, say, this was the longest one I ever did, and it didn't even feel that long. You're welcome. <laughs> you guys easy. Do you guys usually go this long? Uh, we've been known to. Yeah, I say we've we've done it. Um, say usually no. Yeah, um, usually we we cut it off at about two hours if yeah. if we're really going. But uh, you know, if if we're very interested, we'll just keep. Talking yeah, I say, we, I, as you said, we could do this all night because I I absolutely love the, the the business. I don't get too many business ownership people, and then again, people that want to talk about my business, right. which is very hard in the other general. Right. Sense, well, so. I, I like to learn um just as i'm much always as... asking questions of everything people do think i was annoying yep. and i was like well how am i gonna know if i don't ask these questions yeah, correct yeah that's uh one of my biggest sayings is uh you never know until you ask mm -hmm. right. right because exactly. you know um but adam thank you so much for joining us um, no, wait, i got i got one more thing guys oh there it is this to, is to anyone in your audience find me on tiktok not to give me views but or on youtube or facebook or whatever and send me messages about side hustles that you know about that you wouldn't mind sharing with people because because yep. i want to like put them out and share them with people and maybe improve someone else's life by giving them the idea to start a side hustle or a business so yeah. i'm running out of ideas I, I blew my load way too fast on tiktok i made like four or five videos a day i need ideas he said <laughs> um no, that will happen yeah see i'm the gonna t-shirt side hustle buddy that's what you got to do I'm going to shout out to uh, Samuel Smith's Blake's and Lost Coast. Nick? Uh, yeah, tried and true. Always the blue, baby. Bud Light. Thanks so much. I appreciate my, my first sip was great. Adam, you had? I had a Utica Club. And I do have a question about 
your beer because you said it's sponsored by are they paying you for it to be on here or they just give you free so samuel samuel smith was sponsored by mike who was on earlier before he had to leave because he bought it for me Mm. and then the blakes my wife bought so we have been sponsored from time to time yep let's see uh, uh that's still that's still brewery um in normal illinois gave us a free six pack um, uh, coors light gave us the seltzers yep uh alebert has given us a growler uh, two growlers yeah but yeah. you gotta say um so we've been sponsored and then um great armory, great armory definitely had us out and yeah. fed us beer like candy yes um we were a little so drunk that episode we've had we've had quite a few so we don't take sponsorship and money aspect we take sponsorship and beer and we give big shout outs and um we talk about that quite a bit yeah well and one of the things people like about our show is you know we're sitting here drinking beer we just sounds like you're bullshitting with your friends yeah this was way different than a lot of interviews a lot of interviews will ask a question and then at the end of it they'll be like "Mm, interesting okay and then they'll go into the next one and it's like you weren't listening (laughs) it's not at all who we are no we're we're listening because we're thinking of three more questions to ask and what beer we're cracking open next that's a fact i mean so we absolutely i personally david i know for sure uh this so this is our two-year anniversary yeah. um this was a great anniversary yesterday or today it? i don't remember i think it was yesterday yeah so it was yesterday because we're having the episode yeah. today um it's two years of doing this show we've missed a couple times for some things but really this was this was an awesome episode. It I'm really was. very, very excited about it. I appreciate you coming on, telling us about your business, telling us growth. I mean, just so much. Um, I, I please keep up your TikToks because if you don't, I'll just have to watch like you know random you watch half, boobs bouncing, half naked girls, and some dude that goes, "Oh, what were you watching? Follow me, you stupid fucks!" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to watch you, right?" Like, I yeah. You'll, you'll so, watch all the people falling down that I send you. I do right, like. But you know. uh, we 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 are a business. Right? We're a financial podcast. We're we're a business episode podcast. We love this type of stuff. So, um, really, everybody, if you are listening, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma I said hi, and have her subscribe. Right? This is a this is this is awesome for us. You can find Adam's links in our show notes. Uh, we'll post it on our YouTube. Go check him out. He's got great content. We absolutely love following that. Apparently 15 different contents, but we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't, when I, oh, no, when I fine. send things out, I don't be like my coin pushing channel. It's really just the TikTok, the tank guy and the how I started. Those are the ones where I'm like trying to yeah. put, put in for information out there. A lot of times I feel bad about my life because I'm not Elon Musk, you know, I'm not changing the world, but then someone put it to me, they're like, you know, you're changing your friends' lives with businesses. You're, you're also, I've changed a lot of people's lives. They got into the tent business and now they're, they're doing movies for Amazon and, and meeting, you know, movie stars and making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So that's why I do this is because someone a long time ago changed my life, showed me this business. And I'm just trying to send out, you know, maybe someone sparks an idea from our conversation. And that's it. Like, um, I have low spots in my life too. Like I'll tell you that, right? Cause I, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not in that spot, but I realized that what I have is better than what I started with. It's fucking hilarious. Cause I, Facebook's a negative, but it has memories. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, my job sucks. And I wrote it out like real long. And then I went and looked and I was like 13 years ago today, I was making $8 and 25 cents an hour. I didn't own a house yet until October. Um, right. And now I look at my life and just go, 
holy shit balls i've come a long fucking way right and you guys are doing this podcast and talking to other business people because people are watching or listening yeah they're getting an idea maybe it's not what you guys are doing maybe not a break room or real estate but maybe it's the person you talk to and because of listening to this then they go out and start that business and now they're supporting their family and shit we started out we started out if we impact one life we've done something and we got feedback honestly probably right away and we didn't care if we impact and we care but like we 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 set out and did exactly what we wanted to do now it's can i can we reach one person and that's all that matters one person at a time well and it's it's one of the good things that came out of the pandemic so nick and i would get together and we just talk money bullshit with each other for you know three four hours and then the pandemic hit and we couldn't get together and bullshit so i sent him a message i'm like hey you want to hop on zoom and bullshit and we did Right. And it was interesting. So then we're like, well, let's record our bullshit. Yeah. And people were like, hey, you got some pretty good ideas there. And then, yeah. you know, I, we would just have on people we know and talk to them about their budget or, you know, how, how do we pay off these? But how do I invest? Yeah. And it just went from there. Yeah. No, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to hop on. I, I've watched all your videos, to be honest, literally every one of them. So you need to put more content out because uh I've run out of good shit to watch. Well, that's why I said to your audience, please send me ideas. I'm running out of ideas. I, there's there's only so many things that I have had direct experience with or research or know someone. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I just, I'm not confident enough saying like, this is a good side hustle or this is a good business. So I, I'm telling you side hustles are, you know, a t-shirt business is fantastic. Um, I started out, all I did was make 10, 10 jerseys for my friends that were playing softball and I was debt free. We can right. talk about, we can talk about it in another episode. <laughs> we could, um, you know, I used to rent out my paintball guns um, because, you know, you can go to the place and they'll charge you more or you could just borrow mine and go. There. Right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we could talk about some, some random side hustle things. Um, but I, I did, I really appreciate you, you coming on taking this much time out of your, out of your day to uh, talk to two uh, guys drinking some beer. No problem guys. I appreciate it. Thanks Thanks so much, Adam. Take care. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back next week. Next week. You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash and tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews.